All right. And we're live. What is up, my brothers? Last day of 2022, December 31st. <laughs> another another lap around the sun, as they say. Um, I'm going to be on for a couple hours, guys. This will be a fun show. I've opened up the chat a little bit more to include uh, subscribers, and I'm going to drop the join link so you guys will be able to uh, hop in and ask questions as well. I'm going to remind you that um, the School of Entrepreneurship is currently open for enrollment. Um, drop that in the chat and pin it to the top. Um, you guys can ask questions about that if you want. I already covered it in a rather long cast yesterday, so you should watch the Cold uh, Heart Truth cast I did yesterday if you want more information, but I'm just going to pin it there for relevancy. Um, I guess the first thing I should probably hit on because everybody's been asking me for the last couple of days is what do you think about Andrew Tate being arrested in Romania? We'll cover that. Don't worry. Cover that and a whole bunch more. Uh, on the community tab, you guys posted a, a whole bunch of questions and ideas you want me to hit on. So I will touch on all of those too. And definitely take your Q and A's. So yeah, there it is. It's already it's already starting to show up in the chat. You guys are already a lively bunch this morning. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, or new, I should say. Look, Andrew's not a dummy. He's probably one of the smartest dudes um, I've met. He's clearly shown himself to be an incredible marketer. He's manipulated the media. He's manipulated um, icons with large followings to talk about him. And here we are talking about him on my channel again. And by the way, my entire feed the last day on YouTube when I went to the homepage was people talking about Andrew Tate. Uh, the real reason why he was incarcerated, the title of the video is some clickbait uh, thumbnail or some shit like that. Idiots that don't know him, that have never talked to him, but even the ones that have talked to him, it's like, okay, here we go. Here we go. What are we going to speculate on today? What's what's the red meat? Where's the car accident? Let's all take a look at it off to the side of the road. And today, Andrew and Tristan incarcerated for the next 30 days, apparently. Look, I don't know what happened. Um, I talked to him on WhatsApp. Uh, not that often. He's, he's quite busy doing what he does these days, but he does respond if I do message. And he's, he's been great the last couple of years, um, you know, chatting to and having him on as a guest from time to time for podcasts. I think he's funny as shit. One of his favorite interviews, I'll say it again. If you haven't seen it, go watch the one with Tom Segura on your mom's house. Uh, it's hilarious. So I don't know what's, uh, you know, what's gone down. I suspect because he is perspicacious, as he likes to say, that he was aware of his surroundings. And I don't think it was a surprise to him. Uh, it, it didn't have anything to do with a stupid pizza box or Greta, I don't think. I mean, when you fly into a country, they know that you're there, right? It's not like you can slip in under the radar with a stealth private jet. I mean, you, you get in, you deal with custom stuff, they know that you're there. So they knew that he was there. It wasn't like, oh, they found him because of his pizza boxes. Carries <laughs> pizza. People are fucking gullible, man. I'll tell you, they fall for some weird shit. Um, I'm sure he'll be fine. I will say this though: like, if they keep him for 30 days, I think he's the kind of guy that will probably say, you know what, fuck this, and just tell everything and and just move it to another location that's not going to treat him like that. Um, if you heard his original story about why he left England, it's basically because of you know, a corrupt uh, legal system that panders to the female first primary social order. Anytime it says jump, then the order says how high and responds accordingly. That's that's basically why he left 
um, you know, the UK. He had a he had a false allegation thrown against him from one of his uh, webcam girls, and he said, "Fuck this, I'm out." So I would not be surprised if um, you know he's detained for the entire thirty days that he, he at some point makes an uh, exit. I don't know what he did. I mean, it's the same charge they pulled. What was it back in the summertime or spring? Um, human trafficking or some shit. And the total story with that was there was some random American hoe that ended up at his place partying, showing it on stories. Um, boyfriend confronted her about it and she lied and said that she was kidnapped. So he calls the American embassy. American embassy calls the Romanian embassy. They take him away for whatever period of time, a couple hours or a day, and they let him go because it wasn't the case. So this is the exact same charge is what I'm hearing again. So here we are. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, clearly, clearly he's on the radar screen. You want to go full tin tinfoil hat? Maybe the Americans, maybe the powers that be, maybe the Matrix is in fact fed up with him and following through on step two. Remember step one was a cancel. Step two, he said, was to incarcerate him. Step three is to kill Maybe they're going through with, with step two. Maybe maybe this is what this project is. Doesn't seem like it's uh, that far out of the question. It's entirely plausible. It is what it is. But uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, you know, he's a big boy and he knows what he's doing. He's fucking smart. A lot smarter than people give him credit for. And he's a master marketer. Like I can, like the whole thing with Greta, I thought was hilarious because I knew exactly what he was doing. He was just leveraging what he knew exactly she was going to do in response to get her to engage him to grab the attention of some of her audience right to get them talking about that and that shows up in the news and it shows up with other podcasters or other influencers if you will talking about the whole notion idea too he's very very smart he's a smart dude knows exactly what he's doing so hat tip he'll be out soon though yeah yeah it's funny that um yeah people in the comments going about you know the whole epstein thing it's like you know it's real funny that all of these guys um that are that are part of the uh, the Epstein clan, the visitors to his island. No names have been revealed. Nobody's been convicted. Just you know, whatever the dude conveniently hung himself, and um, that was the end of it. But there's an allegation thrown against a guy who seems like a pretty good dude. In fact, it seems highly unlikely that anything that they've charged him with is a real charge, based on what I know. Um, but who knows? You know, there could be some, there could be some shit behind the scenes. You know. As they always say, evidence has a way of, of, of coming to us over time. Um, you can't hide bullshit. So, I mean, he'll, exp he'll, he'll probably, in my estimation, expose the bullshit. Um, anyway, so, holy smokes, you guys are lively in the chat today. <clears throat> if you want my eyes on anything, uh, drop me a quick super chat, and it'll definitely uh, you know pop. I'll make sure that I um, hit on it. Let me grab the join link actually while I'm kind of pause for the cause here. Uh, invite, copy, and you can join and ask a question. Ask a Q live. I don't know if I like this new mic. The fucking I got this one because the other arm was kind of in the way and it was always creaking. So this is the Ultima, whatever the hell it's called. It's the same one that Joe Rogan uses. So I don't know if I like it because I kind of have to put my arm underneath the the stupid arm use a keyboard, so I gotta fiddle with it a little bit. Uh, ask a question live, stream here, like goes there. Boom. So you guys will be able to click that, come on in, make sure you have a, a good connection and you got a, a good topic to talk about. I mean, you know, whatever you want, it's, it's open. So 
the good news is is the beer bug seems to have um, gone away as quickly as it came. Um, most countries, even this winter, seem to be open. They they haven't locked anybody down. They haven't forced any new uh, experimental jabs on people. Although they still try to shill it here in the Canadian media. Um, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you'll see quite a few of the things that I've talked about with uh, Freeland and like the medical uh, lead for the Liberal Party team and what they've been pushing. They actually use Santa Claus to try to push kids to go get you know, the jab. So they're still playing around, but there's nothing mandatory anymore. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm assuming it's because Trudeau bought, I think it's it was about a year ago, he bought something like 300 million doses of uh, the jab juice. And if you don't know this, the population of Canada in its entirety is less than 40 million right now. So there's enough there to basically hit everybody several times over. Um, so I don't know, but uh, it appears like things are over because if they were going to lock people down when the weather gets cold and you know the flu bugs and all that sort of stuff sort of come out, that's the time when they would force face diapers and lockdowns and vaccinations. So the good news is, we're done. <laughs> it only took a couple of years of fuckery, but we're done. We are good to go. All right, let's see. Uh, sorry, let's hide that from the chat. See what you guys are banging on about here. Uh, but have you, what's this? Have you received a play button from YouTube? Yeah, I have two play buttons just over my shoulder over there. Um, they give me another one when you hit a million. So, but I don't, I mean, whatever. That's not why I'm here. I'm not here for the play buttons. Um, I think money laundering might be involved this time around. Like I said, the truth has a way of revealing itself over time, right? Like you'll find out. Uh, somebody says Michaela Peterson was there too. I don't know about that, if that's true or not. Uh, Rich, thank you for the unplugging a few months ago, uh, almost up to date and plugged alpha since before the train wreck episode one, knocked out your book, many of your, yeah, if you guys like I've been, hi, you know, I've been doing this for quite a few years. So if you're newer to the channel, I've got several podcasts out on this channel. There's, there's a longer playlist that I did with a clinical psychologist for, I think just over a year called before the train wreck. Um, so you can check that out. There's some great episodes there. A lot of it is probably um, evergreen. There's a lot of good uh, content in there to check out. So, yeah, I'm glad that you guys have been sort of binge watching on some of the old stuff. It, it's it's kind of a shame because one of the problems with YouTube as a, a platform when you create on it is even if you have a topic that is relatively evergreen that would be relevant for years, like that's all evergreen means. So if you produce evergreen uh, content, like talking about Andrew Tate being locked up in jail is not evergreen. It's 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 a temporary subject that panders to the YouTube algorithms and it works very well. And that's why you see a lot of people hitting on that right now. Just about everybody's hanging on it. Everybody in the Man of Swamp hit on it. It's like, there's a new video with a clickbaity uh, thumbnail and a title, something about Andrew Tate incarcerated, the re real reason why they're going to, they all of a sudden have the real reason why, like they have, you know, behind the scenes information, get the fuck out of here. Right. But it's a shame that more evergreen type of content doesn't get recommended by YouTube to watchers. And I've got lots of, old great videos like i've got over 1100 videos on my channel now still public um that are available for you to watch anytime but youtube very rarely recommends older content it's it's kind of a bullshit game like they force creators to always put out regular content on a continuous basis because i mean right now if you if you publish a video about 90 percent of your views happen in the first two to three days and then after that it's just like 
falls right off. So that's why you see so much new content being published because they basically have uh, most most creators like banging out content on on a very very consistent basis. Like that's how Casey Neistat, you know, when he was vlogging daily, built his channel so quickly and amassed so many viewers. But all of these guys burn out. It's just it's just it just doesn't work. Um, have you done a, tr a tribute to Alan Roger Curry? I did mention Alan um, in a cast a few weeks ago, shortly around the time that he passed. I liked him. He was a good guy. Um, his books were great. I've recommended Mode One quite a few times. Um, somewhat emotional, but um, I think overall great guy. I've met him a couple times in real life, and uh, yeah, don't, don't have anything bad to say about him. Um, Hey, Rich, what do you think of trading stocks for a living? It seems to fit your elf system and you can do it from anywhere in the world. Love your content. Yeah, look, if you know what you're doing, if you know how to trade stocks, then yeah, do it. Um, but most guys don't. Most guys do get cleaned out at some point. So you better sure, sure shit know what the fuck you're doing. Um, I think the easiest way to do it is, and I've tried to, you know, crack the code on this a few times. I think honestly, the easiest way to do it is just to buy when, you know, the markets are in a, a frenzy and people are selling and it seems like it's a round of bottom. Um, I like George Gammon's content. He's got two YouTube channels. One's George Gammon, one's Rebel Capitalist. He's on YouTube. I've had him on as a guest a couple of times. I think I'm going to keep bringing him on like every quarter or so just sort of talk about the economy and what's going on from his perspective because um, the conversations always go well and you guys seem to like them. So I'll say that. Um, check out George Gammon if you want some tips in that area on YouTube. He's, he's definitely a, a very good resource. So yeah, do it if you want, you know. I'm more of a accumulate and hold long-term. Trading for short-term gain can be problematic. Um, they've proven many, many times over and over again, time in the market is better than timing the market. Um, let's really get into the dollar cost averaging sort of concept. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Yeah, and his follower account grew pretty substantially like i said he's a smart dude he knows what the fuck he's doing he knows how to leverage the matrix for his own benefit right? it responds very very predictably to chaos and to red meat uh what's the best way to deal with man haters just don't <laughs> now look if you're an employee you may not have that option it's it's one of the arguments that i make for leading into entrepreneurship. And you don't have to have a genius IQ. Most entrepreneurs I know are just kind of like bell curve, like right in the middle, maybe a little bit smarter, maybe around, you know, average IQ. You don't have to be a genius. You just have to have gumption and you have to follow logical, rational steps when you build a business. Um, when you're location independent, running an easy, lucrative and fun business, as I outlined in the School of Entrepreneurship, again, I'll mention it pinned at the top live chat and in the description, open till midnight, January 1st. You can learn more about the course and the material and what's all in it. When you set yourself up in that way, you don't need to deal with man haters in life. I never deal with a man hater. It just doesn't even happen ever. Um, I'll get like hate from people that hate men, right? Sometimes it's male feminists. Sometimes it's, you know, gross feminists, women feminists. And you just ignore it. It's like, all right, delete. Okay, loser, delete. You don't even read it. 
right? Most of it just kind of goes to like spam or gets hit with a autoresponder. So part of your problem if you're dealing with these people is probably you're tripping across them in environments that you're being forced to uh, address them. Um, best regards from the Swiss. Thank you, my friend. I actually have an aunt that lives in Switzerland. Uh, we already covered the Tater rest. You can go scroll back to that. Civil unrest in China right now relating to oppressive lockdown. Yeah, that's been interesting because from what I understood, COVID hit, they locked down, they threw dirt in front of doors and apartment buildings, made a big deal about it for a short period of time. And then while we were still locked down here, they were hanging out in like uh, outdoor play areas and parks with like thousands and thousands of people, you know, exposed places consistently. Like we saw lots of it in the media, uh, lots of video footage from other creators that sort of captured it and talked about it while we were still locked down. And then they've kind of reverted the other way. Look, when you're dealing with communist countries like China and like, let's not be fooled, right? Like the West is in that same sort of sphere. It's just not as obvious, right? Like they give you the illusion of freedom. They give you the illusion of direction and control in your life, but you don't have as much as you think. It's just worse than other places, right? Other places it's slightly better, but that's the way that it is, right? What do we do about it? I don't live there. It's not my problem, you know? Um, Rich, I'm a power lifter looking to start up a martial arts for my February competition. Start up martial arts. Okay. We talk more about Krav Maga. I love the content. Uh, Krav is a useful, I mean, it's not a fighting skill. It's sort of like a redirection skill. Somebody comes at you with a knife and teach you how to disarm it. Somebody tries to put a gun, uh, you know, to your back, to the back of your head, to the side of your head. They show you how to disarm it. Um, that's what it's good for, I think. Um, the best thing that you can learn as far as inflicting damage is going to be like striking, like boxing, right? Like that's why I took a boxing was because I want to learn how to hit. So Krav is more for self-defense, like on the street, um, in situations where a knife is pulled or a gun is pulled. That's, that's really what it is. So I would take it just to sort of, you know, get your head around it. I mean, especially if you live in maybe a somewhat dangerous area, or you may travel to areas that might be somewhat dangerous, then at least you have somewhat of a chance if somebody tries to fuck with you. You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, another super chat here. Mexican Iron Man. Thank you for all the great lessons as 2022 comes to an end. In better terms for health, finance, and plates in the marketplace. Thank you for all you do for us and for me personally. Happy New Year. Thanks, man. Appreciate the donation. Yeah, I got a bunch of emails and DMs from people over the last couple of days, just, you know, sort of same thing, saying thank you. Um, I've taken a look at them. I don't have time to respond to them, but thank you. Um, appreciate it. I'm glad that you're uh, getting what you need out of it. Uh, let me see here. Battery Boy is asking something about the course. Any advice on creating an elf type business for a veterinarian? I was thinking about a home euthanasia business for the end of life care. This still is an exchange of money for time. Well, if you're a vet and you're making money, I would recommend buying the course if you want to figure out all the details and mechanics of pivoting and what I talk about. But you you would essentially need to figure out how to turn turn that time for money for something that's more either subscription, service-based, or more information-based. Uh, but you can learn more about that on the course. Uh, again, it's pinned at the top, and it's open until midnight tomorrow night. So 
School of Entrepreneurship. So we can more details there. Uh, China controls the U.S. China controls Canada too. Trudeau is, is a is a tool of the world order. The World Economic Forum is a tool of, of a lot of things. <clears throat> you guys are very busy in here. Drop. Okay, so just guys, just do this. Just drop them as super chats if you want me to hit on these questions because I'm not going to be able to see them all. There's just too many. Um, come on, open up. There we go. UCC one nine eight. If we stop making, if we stop making our children surety for national debt, SFN, we can be free. Correct your status. You're not a U.S. citizen. You're a citizen of the state you were born in. Um, okay, I don't know what that means, but sure, <laughs> I'll, I'll read out your super chats, but they may not make sense. <laughs> um, hey, Rich, I got a question. All right, so I got. I got a guy waiting to ask a question here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of switch back from taking questions and super chats and, and call in. I'll get to the call in in just a sec. Um, I wanted to kind of go through a bunch of these on the community tab because there are some good ones you guys dropped there. Um, so share screen window. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, let's make this a little bit bigger. All right. Um, let's go to the top ones that had the most engagement. If you're starting over, what business direction would you head in for the next 10 years? Ooh, I like that question. That's a good lean into the future question. Um, so <clears throat> your network is your net worth. You're always going to have that. They can strip away your cars, your money, uh, access to your assets. Like let's, Let's say that, you know, they throw you in jail, like an Andrew Tate type of scenario. They strip you of, of things. As long as you have your network, which, which are people that like you, that you've built relationships with, you have a net worth to that. So that's important. Building a strong network is incredibly important. It's the reason why I have my men's community. It's the reason why we network among each other. It's the reason why we help each other. Networks are incredibly powerful. So what direction are we heading in the next 10 years? Well. I can tell you what I've seen the last 10 years. Increase wokeness, increase rainbows, increase use of pronouns, increase mental illness, okay? Increase government control, state control, world control. Um, all of that is not going to let up anytime soon. There's gonna be a removal of freedom. So any business that can cater to uh, supplying some sort of solution in that space is going to be useful. Um, one of the things that we've seen really take off over the last couple of years is like the home prepper sort of industry. There's a lot of YouTube channels. There's a lot of courses. There's a lot of online stores that sell to the libertarian crowd that want to maintain a certain amount of, of freedom because they see the writing on the wall as well. So that's an industry that you could get into. The other industry you could get into is funny as it sounds is more women are doing things to themselves like dyeing their hair weird colors get into weird color dye business right uh women are giving up families because they don't need no man because they're strong and independent so what are they what are they getting more and more of pets dogs and cats i i've never seen in the last couple of years the amount of women walking around with multiple dogs as i've ever seen in my entire life um now they could be doing dog walking businesses i don't know 
I would imagine if they had a dog walking business, they'd probably be running like five to 10 dogs. Like I'm talking usually around three dogs, you know, seems to be the average. I mean, if you're a middle-aged woman with three dogs or a bunch of cats in your house, you know, it could be the other alternative, probably three to nine, who the hell knows. There's probably an industry there, you know, provide pet care. The guy that was talking earlier about, you know, euthanizing pets in home. Well, maybe there's an in-home kit that's law compliant where you can euthanize, you know, your own pet, you know, sort of thing, rather than bring it into a pound. And then they, you send them the kit, there's a, you know, you order a, a crate or a box so you can seal them up and bury them in your backyard sort of thing, right? Like that could be a potential business. So there's any number of ways that you can hit it. Just look at the general trends and directions and kind of be like, hmm, that's interesting and seems pretty obvious to me. So maybe I can turn that into a business, right? Uh, rather than lining your boss's pocket with gold, rather than sitting around, you know, listening to Becky from HR lecture you about why you're not using pronouns in your email bio, bio or why you're not contributing to the next fucking whatever rainbow month that happens to be crammed in everybody's throat uh, at the next parade or whatever, or a picnic or, you know, whatever the, hap you know, the woke co corporate culture is, you know, tending to go in. If you want to escape that and you want anonymity and you want control over your life and you want freedom, get my course. I mean, that's why I put it out there. I said this yesterday, a couple of years ago, people started messaging me and they were like, Rich, I have a mortgage to pay. I have a family to feed. They're telling me that if I don't take this experimental jab, I'm going to lose my job, right? What do I do? They're freaking out and shit. And you can't tell guys like that, we'll just quit and go do something else or just quit and run your business because they don't have one right? You're still a tool of the matrix. You're still a tool of the nine to five to the corporate gig, right? So when they tell you to jump, you have to jump, basically have to respond with, well, how high master, right? So it's like, do you, do you, do you see this trend? I saw it. I mean, I was 30 when they sent me home with a package. I wish I left sooner. Honestly, like I wish I had the balls to do it at like 25, right? But you know, it took a few more years of back and forth bullshit. You know, they hire you for fit. They fire you for your skills. And I went home and I'm like, fuck this. I'm not working for, for anybody else. I didn't have a choice. I had to make it work. Right. Let's go to the next one. Anxiety is something that torments a lot of guys. Yeah, I see that a lot, man. And I think it's been getting worse. I've seen a lot more guys over the years. I don't know. Maybe it's because my channel's grown and the audience is growing, and I hear it from more guys. But a lot of anxiety from guys feel tormented about it. Uh, not just about dating, but in general and how to deal with it. There's a number of things. Look, er, let's just start from the from the very beginning. Everybody, every guy has anxiety in life. Every guy and gal. I think guys more so than gals because women get attention very easily, whereas men are usually invisible if they're not making something out of themselves or have made something out of themselves. If you're a young guy and you're hot and you're, you know, 20, you don't you don't have to be much. You just have to look hot, right? But if you're 40, 50 or something like that. You just can't look good. Like you actually have to have money behind it as well. Like women don't have patience for that. The world doesn't really see you. So I get that a lot of guys have anxiety over that, but that's, but that's a function of what society has been doing to you. Right. Have you read my book, the unplugged alpha, the follow-up book was going to take you deeper down the rabbit hole and really fully unplug you from the matrix. Like start with the first book, start by watching my before the train wreck series, then get into the uh, playing the wind series, then get into the uh, unplugged alpha podcast series on the unplugged alpha YouTube channel. Um, and get your head around the fact that you don't need like you don't have like, it's not your um, how can I put it? 
it's not your image, right? Like it's not, it's not part of you. It's not attached to you. It's not your shadow, right? It's, it's an identity that you form for yourself in your head. Every guy has to get over the fact that they're anxious about talking to girls. Every guy has to get over the fact that they're going to be anxious the first time they're going to be intimate with a gal. Every guy has to get over all these anxiety things, whatever it is that they might feel, you know, anxious about in their lives, the way that they look. Oh, my nose is too big. My nose is too small. I'm not tall enough. My skin's the wrong color. I don't have hair, blah, 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 you know, excuses, right? And then when you stop making excuses for yourself and the results you're getting out of life, then you stop playing the victim card. The problem is culture, society, you know, the matrix, if you will, has convinced a lot of you guys out there that you are victims. And that's the same series of lies and sequence of lies that they've been telling women through toxic feminism. And being a victim requires some sort of oppressor, which happens to be men, you know, when it comes to toxic feminism. But who's your oppressor if you're a guy? Is it women? Is it yourself? Is it the chads? Who is it? Right? Most of it's made up in your head. So when you, when you lift yourself out of that scarcity, like sort of like loser's mindset, the victim mindset sort of thing, and you start doing more, like, I don't know a single guy, like, I've done a lot in my life. I know there's some people who be like, oh, Rich, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Keep telling yourself that story, jackass. Like, I said this yesterday. I did an interview with my dad a couple of months ago. I'll probably release it maybe in the spring or on Father's Day. And you'll see how fucking poor we were when we were growing up. But when you kind of move through different circles and you in improve your network and your net worth and you make more money and you're more impactful and you do more with your life and you maintain your strength and your physicality and masculinity and all those sorts of things and you're competent and you can fight and you can knock the shit out of somebody when you do all those things and you move into different circles like i'll tell you right now the guys that i do the rallies with here i've done three this past year i'll probably do at least three or four next year like i love doing this shit this is my shtick now right i've noticed none of these guys have any anxiety about anything you will never see a guy in a fucking Lamborghini crying. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen, right? So you have to pull yourself out of that weak, scarce sort of mindset by just like leveling yourself up. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You just begin, you know? A buddy of mine summited the seven continental peaks. <clears throat> Give me a second here. I'll share this story and then I'll go to the next one. So every continent has its highest mountain. And he was working in uh, the Cayman Islands um, as a tax accountant at the time. I can't remember the name of the hurricane, but there was a hurricane that came in, wiped the fucking place flat. And after that, he's like, fuck this. I need to do something different. I'm not doing this accounting shit in a tax-free uh, you know, environment in the Caribbean, getting smacked by hurricanes. So he's like, I'm going to climb mountains. Anyway, so we were on this retreat, and I was asking him because one of the things that we had to do was basically walk to the top of this 1200 foot uh, ridge, this small mountain, you know, where we were at during this retreat. And I said to him, I go, look, you know, we're at the bottom, you've summited the seven continental peaks. How do you climb this thing? Like, you know, what's the strategy? And he just, he just looked at me and he goes, one step at a time. That's it. That's how you move through life as a guy. It's one step at a time. You just take little, you know, bites out of it sort of thing. So just keep moving in the direction. What it boils down to is just keep moving in the direction of growth. Is what I'm doing right now improving my life and helping me grow? Yes or no? It's a choose your own adventure. I'm playing video games. You got the new God of War, Ragnarok. 
you're playing video games. Is this helping you deal with the anxiety problem that's tormenting you? Yes or no, right? Is leveling up a character, getting better armor, better whatever, improving you in real life and solving your anxiety issues? Or can you turn it off, level yourself up to a place where you're happy, and then maybe go back to the video game and play it then when you don't have that anxiety issue? You see what I'm saying? You don't have to accept anything that you don't want. That's the cool thing about being a human being. You've got control of your life. You can do whatever the fuck it is that you want. You want to be better? You want to make the next lap around the sun in 2023 a better one for you? Start making better choices. Adopt a winner's mindset. Stop thinking yourself as anxious, right? Uh, MG says here, I want you to comment on effective networking, creating networks is one of the most, is, is one thing, but sustaining meaningful networks is another. What advice can you bring on sustaining meaningful networks? <clears throat> the big mistake that most guys make when it comes to connecting with valuable people is they show up wanting to take from them. Okay. There's not a lot of things that grind my gears, but I get frustrated when I get these fucking dummies that send me messages. Oh, please mentor me. Oh, please, can I have your course for free because I'm broke? Oh, please do this for me, whatever. Okay, it's, it's, they always show up wanting to take. You will never network with anybody showing up wanting to take from them, okay? If you haven't read The 4-Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss, he kind of opens a start where he's like, you know, I wanted to get into Silicon Valley and tech and investing and all these big startups. I didn't have any money. I was sleeping in my mom's minivan. So I just kind of showed up and I wanted to give. And that's how we got started. That's how we made the networks. That's how we made the connections. That's how you find higher value people to connect with and network with is you show up and you provide value. I'll give you an example. I get dozens and dozens of email every freaking day from these kids out there that have signed up for courses on copywriting and Amazon and uh, video editing and affiliate marketing, right? Like these will make you some money, right? You're not going to be a multi multimillionaire. You want to learn about how to build an elf business, easy, lucrative, and fun. My course is pinned in the top comment and in the description. That's how you learn those specific details. But the vast majority of them show up and they're like, blah, 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 hire me. Or they might do a little bit of like a bait and switch strategy where it's like, hey, I went through this on your website and I think I have a free tool that's going to help you out. Do you want me to send it over to you? Just let me know, right? And then they want you to engage them and then that's when they start to sell you something. The other ones that I get a lot of are the, are the video editor guys. So if, you're, so if you haven't caught on to it, short form video content is dominating in 2022 and will continue to dominate into 2023 since we're talking about year end wrap up stuff, right? This is, this is what people watch, short form. They don't have the attention span. Nobody has the attention span anymore. This is what people are doing. You see it all the time. I mean, you go to a waiting room, you see, you know, you're even in the lineup at the grocery store, people are doing this shit, right? Because they have like only a few seconds and you only have a couple seconds to get their attention. So all of these very short form videos or even stories like on Instagram stories, like 15 seconds long, they're all very, very short, right? So you know, these kids will message and they'll be like, oh, I want to make some, uh, some, some short videos for your channel and your longer form content sort of thing, blah, blah, blah. Here's my rate. Let me know. Da, da, da. I get dozens of those every day. You want to get my attention? Show up and say, hey, I took one of your most popular videos and I edited it into a short. Here it is for free. What do you think? You know, would you like to maybe set up a deal where 
you know, I can sell them to you, right? That's showing up at least offering value saying, hey, I took your most viral sort of clip and here's why I gave you this piece and here's why it's going to go viral and I'd like to make more for you, you know? Or I'll do it for two weeks for free. I've had guys do that too. That's how you show up and you network. You don't show up and go, gimme, gimme, gimme. That's a huge mistake that most guys make. They just show up and be like, okay, I'm here now. I'm entitled. Okay, here I am. Give me my shit. Help me out. Mentor me. Give me free access to whatever the fuck it is you're selling. Right? <laughs> try, try that. Try walking into the Lamborghini dealership or the McLaren dealership and be like, hey, guys, I'm here. I'm here now. I got on the bus and I came over here, so I want to test drive that Lambo over there. So can you give me the keys? The real world is very, very different from what society has lied to you about, fellas. You guys ever see that? There was a meme one time. It goes like this. I'm going to present to you a list of everything that you're entitled to. Are you ready? I've just completed it. Yeah, if you're listening to this somewhere, it's a blank page with nothing on it. You're entitled to fuck all, guys. Show up creating value. Uh, Jonathan says, without a doubt, Rich, you've been on this platform and producing content for five plus years. You must have already accumulated a young audience by now. My question would be, what advice would you give to men turning 18? What direction should they go? Okay, so let's talk about 18. So I'm going to hop in a time machine, I'm gonna go, and I'm going to go back in time to my 18-year-old self. I'm going to grab him by the scruff of his shirt. Put them up against the wall. And I'm going to say, listen, this is what I'm going to tell myself at 18. <clears throat> Don't be a pussy. Take bigger risks. Work on yourself. Improve your masculine frame. Chase excellence, not women. Stop fucking around. Time moves fast. That's one of the things you notice as you get older, guys. In your teens and your 20s, times moves, time moves pretty slow. But by the time you get in your 30s and definitely your 40s, 40s went by fast for me, right? Those would be the main things. Um, let's skip over this one. Here's a good one. Keeping your temper and emotions in check when dealing with women, i.e. Will Smith. So <clears throat> let's just revisit the Will Smith thing. He was at the awards, had a spaz. Didn't like what Chris Rock said about his hoe wife. And I would say that to his face. I'd like to see him to try to fucking punch me. So I got up on stage in front of everybody and, and bitch slapped the shit out of him. Keep your wife's, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Yeah, well, his wife's had a bunch of other dudes in her mouth, right? Look, if you can't control your emotions in life, you aren't going to get very far. I had a mentor tell me this quite a while ago. If you cannot control your emotions, I'm saying this again louder, you will not go anywhere in life. If you have a knee-jerk reaction to everything that goes sideways or doesn't go your way and you throw a hissy fit and you and you lean into that, you are going absolutely nowhere in your life. Facts. Learn to control your emotions. It's not difficult. I'll tell you where you start. Probably the first place I think a lot of guys generally get pissed off very quickly, road rage, right? There's a chapter in my book where I talk about managing the fucks that you give and only dispense fucks to something, to something that's truly fuckworthy. If you see 
that is an energy source, right? Kind of like a video game, player versus player character, right? Remember Street Fighter? Stuff like that. They take hits, boom, boom, boom. Life bar goes down, you're dead at the end of it. <clears throat> if you value your energy, aka the fucks that you give to things that are truly fuckworthy, you won't dispense them freely. You're driving along, dude in the BMW cuts you off because his blinker fluid's low and he doesn't turn on his blinker, so he just pulls right in front of you. What are you going to do? You going to get mad? Accelerate up on his ass? Maybe cause an accident? Honk your horn? Flash your high beams? Drive up your fucking, you know, all your hormones, your cortisol levels and everything? Have a spaz? This is what most people do. Or you just sit back and be like, all right. One requires you to dispense emotions and energy, and one requires you to do absolutely nothing, and you preserve that for later on. It's not hard. It really isn't that hard. Um, okay. Hang on, let me go back to the chat here for a real quick question. But you guys drop some uh, super chats. Armin. Recently read your book. Great stuff. We need more people like you in the world. Okay. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Rich. Uh, thoughts on poker as a side hustle? I don't like poker. Um, I get that some people like poker and they're good with it. I just don't like it. I like blackjack. I played a lot of, a lot of rapid blackjack um, in my 20s. A buddy of mine had a table and we used to like play it for hours um so just not interested in in poker to be honest with you even when friends have poker tournaments they're like yeah come over we're playing poker it's like yeah, i'll come over but i'm not playing poker um i comment lot i comment live two years ago i started selling online courses programming i make a thousand dollars a month trying to raise it should i try to find should i try to find job in corporate like on my thousand dollars a month is peanuts dude Selling online courses, programming. That's, I would, whatever you're doing, stop. If you've been doing that for two years and all you're making is $1,000 a month, you're doing something wrong. Wait, you're wasting your time. Um, unstable, no, okay. Go back over this uh, list of questions here. What are some common themes? So, okay, so here's a good question about 2022, 2023. What are some common themes you see men struggle with? Any improvements you see in men make? What do you want to see men accomplish by the end of 2023? <coughs> Most guys, guys are getting weaker and weaker and more pussified over time. I'll say this again. I've identified this problem earlier this year. So speaking about revelations for 2022, one of the things that I noticed, i got to turn this off because it keeps buzzing. One of the things that I noticed <clears throat> is people use, I feel like, at the start of sentences. Women routinely use this like 95% of the time. Well, you know, Becky, I just feel like he should like me for who I am. Like, I'm beautiful at any size. That's just what I feel like, okay? Now... Because we live in a female first primary social order and guys bend the knee to it, unknowingly for the most part, you start hearing guys say things, well, I'm a male feminist too. 
or they start adopting language from the gals because they think that if, you know, monkey see, monkey do, and if they mimic that behavior, then it'll get them what they want, which they never really get at the end of the day, right? Men and women are polarizing, we're contrasting, we're opposites, and they attract when there's a strong masculine frame and a soft feminine frame. That goes very well today together. They can, they can complement each other very, very well, right? The problem is with most guys is they don't recognize that. And they just think, well, if I act like a girl and behave like a girl and talk like a girl, I feel like, well, you know, Joe, I feel like, uh, you know, Andrew Tate shouldn't be in jail because he's a good guy. doesn't matter what you feel. <laughs> Real guys, and if you start following me on Twitter, you'll see me pointing this out more and more. We'll start with, I think. Not, I feel like. They always start with, I think. Now that I've mentioned that to you, if you start paying attention to it, you will hear it everywhere. Everywhere. You'll hear it on the news. You'll hear it on the radio. You'll hear it on TV. You'll hear it everywhere in Hollywood and sitcoms and movies and everything. Interviews. I just posted something earlier today on the Twitter thread. Sean Penn talking about, well, I feel like people that aren't vaccinated should just be like locked up and stay at home because they're a danger to society. Thanks, Sean Penn your fucking opinion, right? So what do I see as a common theme? Weak men. I see weak men behaving like brats sometimes, very feminine sort of behaviors, speaking like women, fighting like women. I mean, you see it in the Manoswamp. They fight with each other constantly, right? Creator versus creator, audience versus audience sort of thing, genre versus genre. It's not the incels against the MGTOWs and it's the MGTOWs against the PUAs and the PUAs against the MRAs or whatever the hell it happens to be. That's what they're struggling with. And that's what they're going to continue to struggle with. So to this dude's question, in 2023, what do you want to see more men accomplish by the end of that year? Unplugging from the matrix and stop supplicating. Look, I know it's impossible for 100%, let alone 50%, probably even 80% of society to unplug and see the code in the matrix and realize what's good for you and adopt it and move in that direction. I'd be happy if like 10% of the male population would do that. I think that would be a great improvement because right now I don't see a lot of strong, virtuous men. Even in the gym, I still, I mean, there's some physically strong young men in there in their teens and in their 20s, physically strong. But when I hear them talk and the way they behave and the sort of conversations that they have, they aren't strong, masculine, virtuous men. They aren't the kind of guys that women get with, if you know what I'm saying. They're not the kind of guys that um, society respects and admires sort of thing. You get my point. Let me grab this super chat over here. Uh, hey, Rich, what advice, resources, books would you give a 20-year-old who wants to get involved in commission sales part-time? Commission sales part-time. Oh, man, part-time. Look, the only way you're going to make a lot of fucking money in, in, in commission sales is, is if you're selling expensive shit. So forget about books, resources, reading the next fucking sales technique. Like... The only sales technique that you really need to know as a as a, a sales guy are the ADA principles, attention, interest, desire, action. You can go look that up. It's been talked about for fucking decades. It works. What I would advise you to do leaning into 2023 is 
if you only have part-time in your schedule, I would find, what do you like? Jets, expensive real estate, nice cars, whatever you happen to like, that's a commission sales role. I would find, you like cars, go to the Rolls-Royce dealership and say, hey, I've got whatever, 30, 40 hours available you know, my week. I want to get involved in this industry. I want to definitely get into commission sales. Where do I start? You know, where do I begin? Can I become a car jockey? Can I make sure the cars are gas? Can I take care of basic paperwork and then kind of work your way up from there to a full-time position where you can make some serious money? You're not going to make any real money being a part-time commission sales guy, in my opinion. Uh, Jonathan, did the single mother that red pill you ever try to come back in your life? Nope. No, gone. Not to say that, um, see one of the things that you will notice, I mean, what was it? 2014 or 15? It's been about seven or eight years now. Um, one of the things that you will notice as you get older is that gals from your past do come back. So like in the last couple of years, I had two gals from my twenties, um, you know, reach out to me and, that was, you know, quite a while ago. So more often than not, the vast majority of chicks that you deal with, even if they dump you dudes, will. and I mean, this is only if you improve your life, right? Like if you get better and they stay the same, which they usually do because women don't play to win, they play not to lose. They'll just latch on to the next guy or they'll just, I don't need no band and get a bunch of cats or something like that. They will, you know, it's like, do, 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 do. It's like, you know, they have this radar and it's like, oh, hang on. My son saw him on TikTok or there's a video of him somewhere else talking about something that went viral. I know that guy. I used to date him. That's when they reach out to you. That's usually when it happens. <clears throat> yeah, but if you're doing something better, better with your life, they, they, they often find a way or, or a reason. They make up a reason to sort of contact you. <clears throat> uh, thoughts on white knights. They're just pathetic. They're, they're, they're the vast majority of the weak men that I was talking about, you know, before over here. Let me see if I can nice guy my way into her pants. That's basically what a white, white knight does. Swoop in to protect the honor of my lady. Ladies that want nothing to do with these dorks. They're all over Twitter. I bet if you go to the um, thread with Greta Thunberg, the 20-year-old autistic... Um, climate activist. Imagine being a climate activist only known for what you do because a bunch of manipulative adults gave you words on a piece of paper <coughs> that included, how dare you? That's, that's why, you know, she's known because she was this young girl, this young teen, teenage girl. And of course, because she's Swedish and has autism and blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. And that story took off. That's how she got known. But to the point of the threat, I bet if you go to that Thunberg uh, thread with uh, Tate, you're going to see some white knights in there swooping in to protect the lady, the honor of that lady. <coughs> All right. Do, do, do. I'm in 30, I'm 39, my nine to five job, I make 5K a month and selling online courses, I make 1K a month. Lost time and porn, so my online course is not good, trying to improve. Yes, try to improve, definitely. 
Um, you should be making a lot more money than that at your age. And porn is not a good use of your time, but I think you already figured that out, yeah? <clears throat> I have this mother-daughter thing going. I don't understand that question. Okay, let's do Zach's question here. How to climb the corporate ladder to CEO, CFO, CEO. Okay, so one of the six ways that I've identified that you can make banks. So let's just recap those again. C-suite jobs. So as this guy's asking, CEO, CFO, COO. Uh, licensed professionals, doctors, lawyers, surgeon, accountant. Uh, influencers. So actors, musicians, even Instagram influencers or anybody, social media presence with a large audience. <coughs> influencers, basically. High, high ticket sales. You're selling yachts, private jets. Uh, anything in STEM that pays very well. It's not uncommon for uh, FANG type of tech companies like the Facebooks, the Amazons of the world to pay seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars a year to uh, guys that understand the geeky code sort of stuff and entrepreneurship. Okay, so those are the six ways you can make some money. If you want to learn about the mindset that the most successful entrepreneurs use, pinned in the top comment and in the description is the link to the School of Entrepreneurship. It is open until midnight tomorrow. If you watch the video I put out yesterday, I get in a lot of details on that. I'm not going to deal with that right now because this question is how to climb the corporate ladder to CEO, CFO, COO, etc. Make bank, what degrees or education are ideal, and what are the most notable qualities individuals for those uh, positions possess for context? I'm 24-year-old male, 5'11", 196, have an undergraduate degree in engineering, working full-time in the nuclear engineering field, and currently pursuing an MBA. Well, here's the thing. The companies that are going to pay you a lot of money that make serious bank, like multimillionaire sort of money, um, you're talking, there's probably got to be at least a minimum 500 to 1,000 employees in that business. So... If there's only 500 to 1,000 employees in that business, <clears throat> that's not bad. Some of them have 5,000, maybe 10,000 staff. How do you climb the corporate ladder amongst 1,000, 5,000, or 10,000 people? You're going to have to stand out. You're going to have to be exceptional. And for the most part, a lot of companies that hire those C-suite jobs, CEO, CFO, COOs, for the most part, they usually poach somebody else from another company that's already proven themselves in a similar type of arena that has applicable skills. So they'll they'll offer them more money, steal them, bring them over, uh, maybe give them good stock options or whatever, you know, stuff like that. <clears throat> so you can't always climb the corporate ladder. Sometimes you somewhat climb your corporate ladder and then you make a lateral move to another business. You climb their ladder, you make a lateral move to another business, and then maybe at some point you end, in a, end up in a C-suite job, right? <clears throat> Where I worked in the credit collections world, there was a collector supervisor, branch managers, vice presidents, regional president. There's probably about five or six tiers, okay? And that's in a business with like 400, 500 people, generally speaking. So you have larger businesses, you're gonna have more tiers because that's how they are. So the chances of you getting to the C-suite job, it's, it's gonna take 10, 15 years of work probably. I can't see it happening in a very short period of time. Hang on, I got to drink some water. I'm drying up here. <clears throat> oh, mama. <clears throat> so there's that. Um, so get started now. You basically have to dedicate yourself to the business. 
you're not like if you check out at five o'clock, if you don't put an extra time when they ask you to, if you don't um, say to your boss or your boss's boss, hey, I'm done my task. What can I do to be useful around here? Um, you know, if you're not that guy, you're not going to get promoted. You're not going to go to the top level like you're you're going to have to give more than what you take for you to be recognized to get to a C-suite job. So it's going to be years and years of a lot of bullshit and crap and corporateness. And then you might get there one day or you may not. Right. And there might be other guys that are and you may be entitled to a promotion. I've seen this many times, too, where you might be the most productive guy. You might be the better fit for the job. But because Becky is friends with the VP, maybe Becky's banging the VP. Maybe they dated a while ago or whatever. Somebody else might get the job that you work your ass for, off for. And that's when you have to basically look at the code in the matrix and be like, all right, you see the way things are around here. Find a headhunter, let him know that you might be interested in finding another position, another company, and then try to climb that corporate ladder, right? So you got to be intelligent about moving around if that's what it is that you want to do, if that's what you're serious about doing in the next few years of your life. Let's see what else we got here. For guidance college alternatives. Unless, look, unless you're going for a professional designation, lawyer, doctor, for example, or a STEM degree, you want to be an engineer working for Facebook, Amazon, whatever, uh, post-secondary education is useless. I would, I would say, look, you know, if you're going to spend 10 grand next year on some bullshit course or a business course or an accounting course or, or something like that, I'd say take that 10 grand and use it to start up a business, use it for seed capital, use it to cover your costs or expenses for several months or to prepay your rent for a year <clears throat> and see if you can get something off the ground. The ROI on that is greater than getting just some bullshit degree. <coughs> Holy smoke, what the hell's going on here? Hopefully I don't have to wrap this up earlier. <clears throat> You feel like each year that goes by, the single women with dogs or more than one pet culture is growing? Yeah, I talked about that sooner. I'm at, it's like dude wrote this two days ago, but I already talked about this. How different ethnicities from different females especially affect relation. Uh, if you have that conversation on YouTube, somebody's going to call you racist. There's no point. <clears throat> Financial tips. Uh, I would watch the cast that I do with um, George Gammon for that stuff. There's a lack of answers for guys 18 to 22 other than pay a few thousand for a course when you're barely able to afford food. Is nine to five the answer? Nope. That See, that's where they fucking get you. It's like, oh, minimum wage is X amount of dollars, so we're going to give you two bucks more an hour than minimum wage. And then you're like, I think I'm being clever. I'm, I'm going to go and rent a place. I'm going to get a roommate or two. It's going to be a three-bedroom. We're going to split the rent. That'll keep the cost down. Now I'm going to my job, my J-O-B job, by the way, J-O-B stands for just over broke. And you do that for a few years, maybe get a promotion to supervisor. They give you a few thousand dollars more a year. You know, you get your 5% raise sort of thing. That's how they get you. A salary is a drug they give you to get you to forget about your dreams, right? So it's like, how bad do you want it, man? Because when I was a kid, we had all these immigrants coming into Canada starting up like businesses, getting into the trades, construction, starting up insurance companies, sales, hustling, 
these guys work hard, man. Like there was a lot of 18 to 22 year olds that figured out some way to make shit happen. Now we have a, a more pussified population because they've been giving away free shit, locking people down. Oh, here's your free money. Here's your fucking beer bug, uh, advancement funders, you know, whatever it happens to be. And you think you're good and you don't need to do anything. It's like, Oh, what do I do? I do it, you know, do the nine to five if you want, but like, it's a slow death for most guys. They, they just don't find fulfillment in it. I mean, there's some guys that will find something in some areas from time to time. I get it. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just whatever. Harry and Megan. Oh, fucked. I guess we should talk about the Royals and Harry and Megan. So we lost the queen earlier this year. God bless her soul. Um, some people got mad when I said that, like she basically dedicated her entire life to the crown being the sovereign. Um, it's not like it was, you know, 700 years ago where like, you know, the king actually, or the, the king or the queen or the sovereign actually had authority, um, you know, in, in society. They're just figureheads now waving, you got to go to open the ribbon over here, over there, you know, sort of thing. But the whole mayor, like Harry and Meghan sort of thing, it's, it's become a bit of a meme. Like it's a joke. She clearly runs the guy. He's been completely pussified. I mean, I'm sure some of you guys have seen the video where he's doing the interview in Afghanistan. He's sitting in the chair and all of a sudden everybody's running to their helicopters and he's like, oh, I got to leave the interview. And he's like, fucking goes and he bolts it, right? Alpha dude shit. Now he's a total pussy, right? I haven't watched the special. I'm not going to watch the special. I don't give a flying fuck. I know enough about them and watching her behavior to know that she's a manipulative C. That's all I'm going to say, right? So it's red meat. That's all it is. You know, it's red meat. <clears throat> These two people want privacy. They don't want anybody to bother them. Oh, but let's sign a deal with Netflix to talk about how oppressed we are. You're a fucking princess. You're oppressed. Give me a break. I'm oppressed. They're all racist. <laughs> Did you see Tate's take on that? He's like, bitch, you're whiter than me. <laughs> Every, everybody's got to play the victim card. I'm not getting what I want, so I'm going to sign a deal with Netflix and pretend like I'm a victim. Okay. Security details around them where they go, prince and princess. Shut the fuck up. <clears throat> job losses. Here's a good one. Let's deal with job losses. Let me grab this. Uh... <coughs> the super over here. I comment live. Can somebody make good money selling online courses on Udemy? I wouldn't know. I've never used Udemy. It's a marketplace. Let me have a quick look for you. So let's let's do this live, guys, because I got time. Udemy. It's a publicly traded company, too. It's a global destination for teaching and learning online. Hang on, let me go back over here. Learning online is founded in 2010 by Aaron Bali, Gagan Balani can't pronounce the names, has more than 57 million students, 213,000 courses, and 74,000 instructors teaching courses in over 75 languages. Well, assuming, let's do, let's do a little bit of quick math because that's usually a good way to get some answers, my friends. Uh, 57 million 
213. I'm guessing like a 90-10 rule. Like probably 10% of the courses are going to be generating 90% of the revenue. So what you could do as a, as a, as a business idea for yourself in 2023, I would, I would go through it, search for popular courses. Maybe there's courses like, you know, for example, like one of the things people do on Amazon is they'll be like, okay, well, I want to publish books and they'll go to Amazon and they'll realize like gal smut sells the best. Let's just say like, like we know 50 shades of gray, best selling book of all time, outsold everything, blah, blah, blah. Right. So let's say gal smut is like a leading category. Then you create a name for yourself. You're no longer Rich Cooper. You're now um, Victoria Barlow, you know, will be your fucking pen name. And then you can just write some shit about smut and then compete in that category. You'll probably do pretty well. So if you organize by popular courses with students, if you can get that data, you'll probably be able to get it somewhere else. You can probably publish courses in that area. I have a PhD in engineering, but lost time. Porn Again, the porn thing. Oh, this is the same guy, 39-year-old. <clears throat> Look, if you want to sell courses, you could do it there. But my, I mean, it's become obvious to me. And I learned this first around 2010, 2011. I was at Mastermind Talks. It was an event Jason Gaynor put on. James Clear was sitting at the table. He was a blogger just then. He didn't write any mainstream books yet. If you don't know who James Clear is, he wrote a bestseller called Atomic Habits. It's been on the New York Times bestseller list, blah, blah, blah. He sells a shitload of books. Do you know how he sells a shitload of books? Like, look, the only reason, guys, why this book became a bestseller in its category, this book has sold more than any other book in the red pill category faster than any other book, okay? The only reason why it's sold is because I run a podcast. It's because I have a YouTube channel. It's because I have an email list. And I say, hey, guys, talking about this topic. By the way, if you want more on that, there's a book. I email my list when I launch the book. Grab the book, right? If you have an audience, okay, you can have it on a blog. This is how James Clear built his. If you have an audience, an email list for your blog, and you email it every week, and people like your shit and they read it and they can't wait for the next one. One of the funny things he said was he was like, one week I was on vacation and I forgot to send the email. Uh, I think it was like Tuesday at four o'clock, let's say, is when he would have been sending it. And I forgot to send the email at Tuesday at four o'clock like I have been doing for years. I got pissed off emails from guys on my email list saying, hey, where are you at? You know, where's, the, where's Tuesday's email sort of thing because he forgot because he was on vacation. So that's a pretty good sign that you have a captivated, engaged audience. So he's like, all right, I'll write a book. So he put it all in a book, you know, mails it out to his list, his list buys it sort of thing. So if you want to sell courses or anything, you're better off having an audience than going on somebody else's platform and selling it over there. I mean, I could probably take my courses from the School of Entrepreneurship and put it on Udemy and, you know, list it for sale over there. I mean, here, let's see what they got on this. Uh, I'm just looking at the website here. Pull this down a little bit. Um, oh, I'm curious. Okay, so we have uh, Guy Kawasaki with an essential guide to entrepreneurship. I met Guy a few years ago at a conference. He was one of the first employees at Apple. He's got some interesting stories about how Steve Jobs would get pissed off. Um, because like the black garbage cans weren't black enough in certain parts of the office. So the 
highest net, sorry, the highest net reviews are about 4,500 from Guy Kawasaki. Now he's got a big name. I guarantee he's probably got an email list. I wouldn't be surprised. I here, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to search if he's an investor. Uh, is Guy Kawasaki an investor in Udemy? Guy Kawasaki. So Guy Kawasaki is an investor in Canva, The Art of Evangelism, about Udemy. Is there a news article? Let's dive a little bit deeper. There's Forbes articles. There's tech story articles. He may not have made it public, but I have a feeling he's probably an investor in the business. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't publish on it, right? Interesting. Yeah, so... I didn't know about Udemy, so thanks for bringing that to my attention. I probably wouldn't use it uh, myself personally, but you know, like it's there. Um, there's the chat. Where is the questions? There they are over there. So you want to sell anything? Have a have an audience. Build an email list. Write a blog. Start a YouTube. Um, social media, even. I mean, like. The girls build huge audiences on Instagram for their OnlyFans by posting provocative pictures, and then they have it in their OnlyFans, like in, in the link for more. Um, that's how they build their list. That's how the webcam girls sort of build their audience as well. It's about subscription revenue, right? Like having people paying attention to what you're talking about. I don't have tits and ass, so I can't sit here or do you know Instagram or anything like that showing cleavage and butt cheeks, but... When they have it, that's what they do. So as a guy, you kind of have to rely on providing either entertainment or education or a combination of entertainment and education. And that's how that's how it works. But yeah, I would say build an audience. Um, you know, whatever you're, I think you said you were an engineer or something like that. Uh, you can definitely talk to people about whatever it is that, you know, they want to hear you talk about in that area. Why do some women prefer dad bods over shape? That's, that's a bullshit. That is a lie from the toxic left, from the matrix, if you will. There, Look, there might be some women that might say, I prefer a dad bod. But if you take a look at them, any chick that's like, oh, I prefer a dad bod is usually well past her prime, has a, a female version of a dad bod or a bunch of kids and is kind of out of shape. And then they're just saying, well, that's what I like because that's all I can get, essentially. Some dumb guys will follow these TikTok thoughts, and I've seen these ones before because I have to upload videos to my TikTok from time to time, where they're like, they're doing some sort of dance and it's some 20 year old that looks hotty, hot to trot. And it's like, dad bods, I like dad bods. If you're a dad bod, DM me over here in my message sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, she's an OnlyFan ho. She's trying to get nerds that have dad bods to think that they're gonna get a gal like her, but all they end up doing is subscribing to her stupid OnlyFans. Women don't like dad bods, generally speaking. The vast majority of women like strong, masculine men. 1.62 golden ratio. Don't lie to yourself for a second and think that chicks dig dad bods. They don't. They hate them. Go to a nightclub with a dad bod and see if they pick up the guy that's shaped like a pear or the guy that's shaped like Adonis the Chad. Conk, long-time listener, first-time caller. How do I get the girls? 
Thanks, buddy. Happy New Year, man. Kong's a good guy. Tristan Z, Torontonian. I messed up my engineering degree twice due to bad choice from the whammon. Let me just remove this. <coughs> Maybe I'll get back to a few more of these. Uh, 32 years old now, broke and destroyed. I refuse to give up on the degree. All of my friends are woke and family life is bad. Advice. Uh, messed up my twice due to bad choices in women. 32 years old now, broke and destroyed. Get back up and learn your fucking lesson, right? What do you want me to tell you? Let me wave my magic wand and fix your life for you. Doesn't work that way. But what does work is you're like, all right. I fucked up. I learned my lesson. I am not going to do that again. Crazy whammon shows up with 13 of the 20 red flags on my list and starts being like, hey, let's go out. This time you're going to be like, no, I'm busy over here. I'm chasing excellence. I'm not going to be distracted by your bullshit. It's not complex, guys. I will simplify every complex matter you ever throw at me. Men love complicating their life and then justifying why they do it. Let me let me read this from the perspective of the guy that loves to complicate his life and justify why. I'm a guy. I'm 32. I fucked up my engineering degree twice because of women. Now I'm broke and totally fucking destroyed. But I don't want to give up on my degree. All my friends are woke and my family life is bad. What do I do? That's the complicate life, justify why. The rational guy goes... Fuck those train wrecks over there, the, you know, the red flags. I'm not dealing with your woke bullshit and coming over anymore and having dinner. And they get on with it. It's not complex, guys. I'll simplify anything for you. Don't complicate your life unnecessarily. Super Javi, he digs a 400-pound land whale. Good for you, my friend. Um... Dude's asking here in the community, are you still all in on crypto? I am very, very interested in crypto. I am I am looking at what is happening and has been happening over the last year. And if you haven't been paying attention, taking a dive, right? What was it? 70,000, now it's down to 16,000. Awesome, it's on sale. That's how I look at it. I don't go, ooh, it's fucking going to zero or ooh, I got wrecked. You only get wrecked if you're sitting there holding on to the fucking thing while it's going down all the way. Or you're only going to get wrecked if you sell it at the bottom instead of see it as a long-term play. I don't like, look, if you're looking at crypto and like, I want to get rich fast, if you've fallen for all those fucking dipshits out there that are selling you some fuck off coin that promises an APY that's a ridiculous multiple and you're going to earn 10, 20, 30,000 X on your bullshit token that nobody's ever going to buy because there's 21,000 of them out there and you think you're going to build yourself up by getting more persuadable, dumb people into your crazy cult. You're never going to make any money off that. You're a short-termer, right? If you're in crypto, you should be looking at Bitcoin Okay, which is a cryptocurrency, but most people even say today it's not really a cryptocurrency. It stands alone because of its values and where it's come from. But you go into stuff like that. And it's not for a year or two or for a few years to get your 30,000x multiple like they're always promising you or some new bullshit NFT scam. 
It's been said, if you're going to deal with Bitcoin, you have to be on more than a four to five year time horizon and not worry about this stuff along the way as it's always going to go up because it will, right? Even, even um, George Gammon, who's not a huge fan of it, still has Bitcoin, right? It's a hedge. It makes sense. Um, so yes, this is an accumulation phase. This is a, give me some more of that shit on sale. A lot of guys are commenting on Tate, which I covered at the beginning of the show. Anyway, I'm going to close that window because I think we're done with those. Uh, what are your thoughts on expensive watches? Rolex. All right. Is it something worth spending a lot of money on to increase one's value? SMB. Thanks for all your work and happy new year. Okay. So if you're talking about um, expensive watches and... I'm not wearing a watch. I very rarely wear a watch. I do have some nice watches. Um, I just, I'm, I'm just not a watch guy. If I want to see the time, it's on the bottom of my computer. It's on my phone. It's on a clock on a wall I have somewhere in the house. Like time is easy for me to find. But nice watches are, they're, they're a signal of, of value. Okay, it's a timepiece. Um, they're usually made very well. They bling bling sort of thing. And as far as Let's separate SMV from like an investment because if you do it right, it is an investment. I like, I just don't get horny over watches. I know some guys are like, oh, I got to get the gold one and the rose gold one and then the green one. And then I have the whole set and I put it in the fucking stand and it turns around and recharges it sort of thing or however the fuck it works. I just don't get horny over watches, right? Exotic cars get me horny watches. I'm just like, yeah, it's nice. I mean, but so, I mean, I'd rather spend 200 grand on another car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, rather than something that tells a time and is expensive that if you go to the wrong place, by the way, you probably get rolled for sort of thing. So it's like, I just don't, they don't excite me the way that they excite other people. So that's the investment part. Yes. You make the right choices. You will make money as far as SMV goes. So I've mentioned this before. I used to go down to Vegas a lot in my uh, late twenties and early thirties, more so in my early thirties. And a buddy of mine, um, one time went out before we took our uh, flight down and he bought a knockoff uh, Bretling watch. And I can't remember what it was because again, I'm not a big watch guy, but it was purportedly the most expensive watch in their lineup. I don't know, worth whatever, a few hundred thousand dollars, let's say. So, you know, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And he takes it off. He goes, feel it. It's heavy. And it looks real. I'm like, yeah, it's heavy. And sure, it looks real. It, it, it looks nice, right? You paid like 100 or 200 bucks for it, something like that. It was, a, it was a pretty convincing knockoff. And I think it told time too, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't just stuck. But it's funny because when we went out, there was a couple of times where, you know, we're at the bar and he's, you know, he's, he's got the watch out. He rolls up the sleeve and he's like, hey, you know, sort of thing. Like he's flashing that shit out. And a couple of the gals were like, that's a nice watch. Is that a Bretling? And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck did I just see? This guy, like it actually worked. So does it improve your SMV? Yeah, it will. It will. You wear a nice watch, people notice it. They're they're pretty hard not to notice, especially some of them are super fucking blingy, right? Like you'll see some of the guys that roll, you know, with the Tate's crowd. Um, it seems to be like it's mandatory, but uh, a lot of diamonds and flash and bright colors and stuff, like you do see them, right? I don't know. Maybe I should be wearing my watches more or something like that, but it is what it is. What's the top exercises for the golden ratio? Very good question. Golden ratio, 1.62 shoulder to waist dimensions. I cover it in my book, The Unplugged Alpha. Get it if you haven't read it. If you've read it, read it again. 
This part here is made in the kitchen. Don't overfeed your face. Make sure you eat high quality calories, not processed food. It's very fucking simple. You want a narrow, tight waist? Don't be a pig. Don't shovel food into your face. This part up here means you're going to have to work on your shoulders and your back. You want the V taper, chin ups, uh, close grip rows, high, medium, low, and uh, shoulder presses. Lateral raises, front raises, side raises, rear delts. Rear delts are huge. I hired a personal trainer at the start of December. Um, and one of the things he said, he said, all right, straight up, just strip right down, get down in your underwear. I want to see where you know we're starting. All right, cool. Uh, your hamstrings look like dog shit. Your calves need improvement and you have no rear delts. So for the first couple of months, that's all he's working on. Hamstrings, calves, and rear delts. And I've been doing these fucking rear delt exercises that I've never done before. And people have, like people have noticed, like you look, you know, just over the holidays, like you look broader sort of thing. So doing shoulder, proper shoulder exercises will definitely improve that V taper. But again, guys, this is not something you do for the girls. That's simping. You do it for yourself because you want to portray a strong masculine frame, right? Girls are just the byproduct of all that shit. <clears throat> I'm 39, unmarried, hair loss, dad bod. At 5K a month, I quit dating since I get rejected except with very poor Eastern European girls. But I can't afford them. But I can't afford them, but I like them. I'm stressed due to my age. Dude, I think this is like the third comment you've posted here. And it's the same shit. It's like boo-hoo, freaking who sort of thing. Where was the other one? I can't sell my courses. Can somebody make good money selling courses on Udemy? Uh, like... Are you, are you seeing the pattern here that you're dropping here in the chat, dude, right? It's the same thing over and over again. I'm poor. I'm fat. I don't look good. I, I can't sell my shit. I'm not making enough. So fix it. Fix it. Have you read my book? Have you wa watched my podcast? Get down to doing the work, right? My buddy called me to tell me he's going to start going after single moms because there are no other options. I told him to buy your book ASAP. <laughs> you, look. You're only going to be forced to deal with chicks that have kids in tow from prior relationships, in many cases from different dudes, if you don't have better options, if your value isn't higher. When you raise your standards for yourself and you want more for yourself and you do the work to get more for yourself, you're not sitting there chasing single moms because what did he say here? There's no other options. There's lots of women without kids out there that will date you regardless of whether you're 35, 45, or 30, or 25, right? I mean, you'll probably get younger women if you're 45 and you're really successful, physically strong, you look good, you're competent, you're influential, you're not boring, you're, you know, you do interesting things with your lives. You can say, hey, 25-year-old hottie, uh, I'm going to be on a lake this weekend, so bring some girlfriends and come up on the boat, right? Because you're interesting, because you're together. That's how you get them. That's how you avoid these like low tier women, the red flag chicks, right? Do do do. Um, I'm gonna put the red flag link up in the bottom because somebody always asks afterwards, where do I get this red flag chapter? Get it over here for free. You don't even have to pay for it. Get on my email list. You'll get the red flag chapter for free. Once you're on the list, I do send out some stuff that's interesting or useful to you, but you'll get the chapter on the 20 red flags for free or just buy the book. It's on Amazon, The Unplugged Alpha. Okay. You guys are keeping me busy with some fucking questions here, man. 
23, five years. What's this? Construction experience, four years military and currently in automotive tech, stay blue collar engineering, start a business advice. It's, it's just a question of what do you want to do, right? What am I going to tell you to do? Become an entrepreneur. Buy my school of entrepreneurship course, dive into the rabbit hole, spend two grand on yourself and learn what all the best entrepreneurs do when they start up businesses, how they make serious money, how it turns into recurring revenue, how they can live anywhere in the world when they build these types of businesses. That's my advice. Or don't. You know, you can keep doing what you're already been doing. But clearly what you're doing, you don't like because you're asking me this question. So are you saying to me, hey, I need you to salute, you know, the choices that I've made, the career choices that I've made, what I'm doing, you know, where I'm potentially going to go? Or is there more for me later on down the road? That's a question you got to answer for yourself. Do you want more for yourself? Right. The main reason why I put the School of Entrepreneurship together, again, pinned in the live chat and the top comment, closes for enrollment on January 1st at midnight, is because guys a couple of years ago were messaging me going, my boss wants me to take an experimental jab. I don't want to do that. I have a mortgage. I have a wife and kids. I don't know what to do. I can't quit my job. What do I do, Rich? Okay. I present you with something. Take it. I'm giving you the lifeline, right? Or don't. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm going to grab the invite link. I'm going to start taking some calling questions. I think I have maybe half an hour, 45 minutes or so. Take some call-ins. Um, okay, here we go. So I'll in and ask a Q. Rich, have you ever smoked cigarettes? Yes, I have smoked cigarettes. They're not good for you. Don't do it. Okay. So the link to call in and ask a question is there. I will take your questions now. I'm going to have to untangle my headphones here. Actually, while I do that and plug them in, let me just run the ad reel. <clears throat> Give me a second here. I'll be right back in two seconds. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. And I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness, 
to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, and we're back. Okay, so I'm going to start taking some of these call-ins again, guys. It's in the live chat. You can uh, you can find the link there. Um, start with Kuro, who looks like he's been waiting for a bit. I'm going to put this down on the bottom because there's always some guy that calls in. We have a conversation. I give him free advice. And then six months later, he's like, oh, I want that taken off sort of thing. You're waiving rights to privacy on this call-in show. That's why we have that ticker at the bottom. All right. Kudo. Hey, Rich. Happy New Year. Uh, what am I looking at here? What This is some new shit. What is this? How'd you do that? Uh, it's a technological stack. Well, I can describe it to you later off air. I can actually just break it down in an email or something. Okay, uh, no worries. We're, we'll deal with the avatar, but that's yeah. well, that's cool. All right, so what is do you it, got for me? Is it kosher if I uh, throw up some of my social links? If you want, but everybody's going to see them. Uh, that's sort of the point, but... Mm -hmm. Oh, um, they're not fully visible, but I'm sure people are smart enough to figure it out. Move okay. them around. Uh, uh, there you go. So, yeah, uh, my question is actually completely unrelated to this. Um, so uh, how would one go about cultivating visibility within a fairly tight-knit uh, industry? I work in in the intersection of media and tech. Mm -hmm. So, and in order to be a potentially lucrative hire and and be headhunted by other companies i assume i would need some visibility and how would i go around how how would i go about cultivating that i guess i'm somewhat well positioned for it since i'm in a business development position your your reputation sh should precede your your image and your skills right so your name's kuro like if a conversation comes up where you're world-class at solving problems in that space, then it'll be like, oh, Kuro's a guy for that. Okay, so setting precedence. Yeah. Okay, noted, noted. That's how we um, always found the best people that we wanted in corporate gigs that I was working in. It's like, okay, we have this new department opening or, or we have to move this to a certain part. Um, who is, Who do we have for candidates within and who do we have for candidates not in our company that we can poach from somewhere else and they should know about you like you should be that good mm -hmm. okay i'll i'll give it some thought i'll try to to see how how to fit myself into that particular model um okay cool thank you uh and uh, where should i send a description of the of the stack i'm using for the video uh, just shoot me an email it's on the about page of the uh, youtube channel you can send it over there Will do. Will do. Happy New Year's. And All right, man. Uh, thank you for the content. Big fan. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was different. I've never seen that before. Um, let's go to Daniel and add him to stream. Again, guys, the link is in the live chat. You can you can click that and hop on in. Or sorry, I hit Connor by accident. Connor. Hey. Hey, buddy. Okay. What do you got for me today? <clears throat> sorry. I just took a bite of food. Hold on. Okay. Here I'll here I'll come back to you. I'll 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 switch back in a sec. There was a super chat I wanted to grab here that just popped up. Um, I live in Canada with all the woke stuff everywhere. It drives me nuts and bothers me. Any advice on how to maneuver without the wokeness bringing us down? Uh, step one is to go self-employed so you don't have to pander to it. That's what I've done. That's how I managed to survive in this 
insane environment. Step two is leave the country. Um, it's not getting better. Direction is only going in that same way. That's my advice. Uh, let's hit Connor. Hopefully he doesn't have food still. Hey, buddy. <clears throat> Can you give me just one second? <laughs> okay. Guys, I'm going to click the link and bring you in. Be, be ready to chat when you're sitting back there, all right? Uh, Steve Rodriguez, there's a book titled Manipulation Techniques. Author has your name, Richard Cooper. Curious if you wrote it. No, never heard of it. If so, what is the general premise of the book? I, I didn't write it, so I have fucking no idea what it is. Richard Cooper is probably not that uncommon of a name, especially in the UK. Cooper is a very common name. Um, but no, that's not me. Uh, bum, bum. All right, let's hit uh, Brendan here. He's I, He's got a camera on. He's definitely not chewing. So what do you got for me, buddy? What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, good to see you, man. Um, yeah, so in regards to this new year, um, I'm diving into a business right now. I just want to run through the model. It's a service-based business. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically creating custom beats for artists um, and charging a Beads or beats? <laughs> beats. Beats, okay. Yeah, and I implement live saxophone, and it's, it's unique. Um, and I've, I've already made some sales that are over a grand each. Um, and so my question is, like, while this is a great, like, setup, it's work from everywhere, I don't see, like, longer-term potential for it. I mean, it could have some, like, back-end with royalties and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it is, like, a, a how you say, um, you eat what you kill. Mm -hmm. kind of set up and um right now um i'm focusing on just like building out a better system to attract more and stuff like that did you buy my course uh no i haven't okay because you got sur surface level stuff i can tell you've watched some of my other videos or maybe you're on my email list and seen some of the stuff that i talk about that's like 10 percent of the material so you got some good stuff the rest of it's all below the waterline in the course if you've got the means i definitely recommend getting in to your question about what you're doing, you need to turn it into something subscription-based, right? So they pay, I don't know, $10, $20 a month, and they have access to your library of beats, and here's all the categories. Kind of like um, iStock Photo did that with GIFs and video reels and B-reels and imagery and stuff like that. You pay a flat fee, you have access to whatever you need. Same thing with uh, platforms like Canva. I play a, a, a you know flat fee. I can make my thumbnails there. I can use little icons or bubbles, whatever it is that I need. So that's how you want to sort of get them onto your plan over a longer period of time. So if you're, so if you're producing these beats, you know, these like sound bites and, you know, you can pump them out at a good rate, you just charge a certain fee, have them access everything there as they need it. And they just keep getting the billing happening. Right. Yeah. I've actually had an idea of like a Patreon before where they automatically get like five leases a month or something like that. You can probably, I wouldn't be surprised if something like SoundCloud or some audio site has like a membership model where you can upload all your stuff under your sort of channel sort of thing and then they can access it. There's got to be something out there. Like I'm not I'm not musically inclined. I'm not an, I'm not an artist. Um, so there's probably something there for you to look at. But but that would be the way that I would do it would be to set it up as service based subscription. Mm -hmm. Great, man. Um, and I'm also heading into, I'm in Hawaii right now. Nice. Um, enjoy. Thank you. And, um, but, um, I'm actually receiving support to basically go to college and study business. And I know you've talked about that a lot mm -hmm. and how waste of time. And that's why I didn't do it like the first go around, but 
giving it another shot. Yeah. Um, better to have like a backup plan and maybe have a C-suite job. Um, and it's all pretty much taken care of. Um, so. Okay. Well, you got some ambitions. I'm happy for you, my man. Yeah. Oh, by Thanks. the way, last mm. time we talked, I lost a pound. <laughs> you lost a pound. When was the last time we uh, talked? We talked uh, like, I think two weeks ago. Um, okay. And you're just like. Oh, yeah. You were the chubby guy with the girlfriend. That's right. That's okay. Keep going, buddy. Next lap around the sun is happening tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right. See you later. Um, all right. Let's just quickly check the chat here for any more supers. Now I already did the manipulation technique one. Uh, let's do Mikal. Mikal's chewing, though. So I'm going to skip Mikal. I'm going to go to Tristan. Tristan, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. Um, I was the guy who sent you the super chat. Um, and uh, the, the two-time uh, uh, engineering mess up there. Oh, university. is that the guy with Udemy and the girlfriends and all that stuff? You're the 30. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, first of all, I'm a. Well, you've paid for your great, place great, to be here now. So fill me in what you got for me. <laughs> I, uh, great, great fan of, of your show. Um, and it's cool that you're from Toronto as well. It's pretty awesome. Um, and uh, I was just, you know, following up, like, um, I, I was thinking, like, maybe I fucked up so bad. Like, I, I should this just is start you here? over. This is you? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That ain't me, man. <laughs> well, uh, I was just saying, like, you know, I fucked up so, like, so bad, like, that the cost to, like, get back to where I was is, like, mm. so high right now. So, like, I was thinking, like, should I start something else? You know what I mean? Like, I'm and, uh, I, don't... I think you said you were 30 or 32 or something, right? 32, yeah. Okay. So, what's the problem, though? I mean, like, you know uh, what the problem is? Inviting. Yeah you know, terrible women in your life, spending too much time on woke bullshit. Like, you know what the problem is? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. But like right now I'm thinking maybe I should just start something new. Like I I'm with you on the the university thing. Like you should only go to university for like a profession. So if, if I'm not at university f for a profession, like I don't know what to do, man. Well, don't say like so often. That's one thing I would recommend changing. I've noticed that a lot too. A lot of guys are like, 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 and it's like, holy fuck, dude, shut up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm an unplugged beta. So. Control, yeah. So you're, you're unplugged now. So you have to level up to the next level. Lose the weight, change the language, make sure you open dialogue in a more masculine sort of strength frame. You can do all that stuff. It's just you have to catch yourself. You know, when you, when you hear yourself doing the like, like, like stuff, it's like cut it off, right? If you, if you're opening a thought and then you start with, I feel like, let me just correct that. I think, okay. These are some small strategies, some small techniques that you can use that'll, that'll pivot you in a few degrees direction where you want to be. And over 10 feet, that doesn't matter much, but if you pivot three, four, five degrees over a thousand, like if you have a plane that's leaving Toronto and it's heading West, maybe towards Vancouver, but it changes its trajectory by four degrees. Over 5,000 miles, you could end up somewhere like LA. You see what I'm saying? So over time, you know, the investment in yourself is going to give you the best ROI. If you're going to start on anything, just just change your beliefs, like change your mindset, change that whole complicate life, justify why. Like, is this going to complicate my life? And am I going to have to justify why I've done this? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I would just say yeah, well, something simple like that. 
Okay. Well, I'm, I'm on that, you know, thanks. I uh, love your show. I, okay. I used to kickbox uh, quite a bit. I, I gained 120 pounds. Yeah. But why used to, why did you stop? Uh, I injured my knee, got really bad. Okay. Well then don't, stops. well then don't kickbox for a while. Do uh, straight up boxing. Right. You yeah, know, man. Even like, you know, when you have to throw a punch and you got to, th you know, throw that twist, you're probably not going to hurt your knee up that, that much if you can use it, you know, just for something like that. But again, boxing. you know, like find something that you can do that's going to allow you to deal with fit. I mean, if you got bad joints, fix them, maybe start swimming. There's different things that you can do. Thanks a lot, man. I, I, I love your show, man. Thanks for everything that you do for people. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's hit back to Mikel because he ain't chewing now. What's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. How's it going? Can you hear me? Good. Yeah. What do you got for me? Uh, quick question for you. Uh, I came across you because I found a video of you talking about how you had a stutter. Um, yeah. I used to have a stutter for years. Like it, it fucked me up. I finally uh, overcame it. I'm just kind of overcome that or did you do certain things to actually overcome that stutter um i don't think it ever goes away if i'm being honest yeah i still stutter sometimes like you'll see most of my stuff is live um so you'll even see me live you'll probably you know even go back in this show and be like oh he was stuttering over there right like he couldn't mm -hmm. like i'll think of saying something and i just can't get the words out like i'll like i'll trip over it um it's just reality of life man it's it's one of those things that that kind of you can improve that you can minimize but i don't think it ever completely goes away yeah okay cool fair enough that's all i had yeah no problem thanks yeah it's 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 just one of those things man like i don't know what to tell you when it comes to you know beyond what i've talked about in videos because i had a few people sponsor videos like i have a stammer i have a stutter what do i do and it's just it's just it's just putting in the reps it's just putting in the reps man it's like I'm fat. What do I do? It's putting in the reps, you know, walking, you know, putting in the steps, changing your diet, lowering your caloric intake, making sure you pick up heavy things, putting them down, doing that for not days, not weeks, not months, but maybe even years for you to get to where you want to get to. And even then you may not be hundred percent of what you want to be. I'd love to not have a stutter at all, but I still kind of stutter sometimes from time to time when I can't get thoughts or ideas out. It is what it is. I <clears throat> uh, got Daniel over here. Let's hit him up. Daniel, what's hey, up, buddy? Hey, Rich. How's it going? Good. What do you got for me today? Well, a uh, quick question before I get to the main one. Uh, the the reason why uh, so why women are generally attracted to, you know, quote-unquote bad boys, is it for the same reason why uh, so many guys are attracted to women like uh, Sharon Stone's character from, you know, the movie Basic Instinct? No, it's not. Uh, th that's that's what society wants you to believe. Let's let's apply what works for women to men. Well, if women are hypergamous, then men are hypogamous. That's some made up bullshit that some fucking nerds made up. Men and women are totally different in just about every regard, right? So, <clears throat> guy like guys prioritize availability is what we prioritize. You know, we don't we don't generally, you know, prioritize. Oh, let's go for the Sharon Stone, uh, you, like the siren, you know, sort of thing, right? Like, sure, sirens are an archetype that guys go for, right? There's no question about. It. I mean, there's a lot of sirens right now in the Mano Swamp that are getting a lot of guys' attention, 
right? Some of them are just average at best, you know, to be honest with you. But um, no, it's not the same thing. It's that's not it at all. <laughs> does that make sense? I mean, yeah, it, it does make somewhat sense. I mean, if you start with like any of these ideas between men and women with they're exactly the same, we can eat the same meal. We'll drink the mm -hmm. same water, but our sexual strategies are different. We're even physically built differently, right? Like men have much more upper body strength than women. All right. And, uh, and another thing I wanted to uh, get to is that uh, about uh, five days ago, I uh, met my cousin who came from the uh, United States. He lives there and he, uh, he works there. And uh, he, he brought his uh, American uh, girlfriend with him. Mm. And uh, uh, within... Where are uh, you, in South it, Africa? Sorry, me? Where are you, in South Africa? Uh, no, Czech Republic. Czech, okay. Well, but, but I've studied uh, two and a half years in Australia. Okay. Uh, but, but anyways, uh, at first we kind of got, got along because uh, we're both uh, interested in coding. But... Uh, the, the moment I, I said that uh, if I ever traveled to the United States, uh, I would love to go to Florida or uh, Texas, mm -hmm. she immediately started complaining about them as uh, being red states. And uh, she, she immediately went on the usual uh, woke stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I, I didn't want to cause an argument when the, the, there were, were like five of us around the table mm. so i have kind of did didn't challenge her opinions uh, that much and uh, so, since that conversation i really became worried about uh, my uh, cousin that uh, uh he's is your cousin me, unplugged like is he red pilled or or what's his story i, I don't think he's red pilled uh but he'll get uh, red pilled he, by the for sure uh the He's he's not a feminine guy. That's that's for sure. You know, he likes to play ice hockey, for example. Yeah. You know, he uh, he knows how, how to get girls. Okay. So, but, what's your uh, concern? Like, you're worried about this relationship with you know that he's got with this gal? Yeah. That that uh, that eventually he may want to marry her and have kids with her. How and, is uh, we, we both know what happens to guys when uh, it, you know in the Western world when uh, how old is know, he? He's about uh, 28, 28, 29. You know what? If you want to start with something simple, because that's really the only way to start if you want to start, um, show him the the 20 red flags, right? You can show it to him in my book. You can download the chapter for free off my website. I had the link up earlier. Um, and be like, hey, you know, I came across this. There's 20 red flags here. I noticed my ex-girlfriend had, you know, a certain number of them. Like, what do you think? Like, you know, just make it a conversation piece. You know, you basically run it up the flagpole and see what he does with it. If he's like, well, hang on a second, you know, Violet has, you know, four or five of these. What's this guy talking about? Why is this a red flag? And then you can kind of, you know, get into the conversation there. The thing being, though, is that most guys don't want to change, right? Like most guys, it's like a girl, you know, gives him attention. She likes him. She touches his pee pee. They get into a relationship, you know, and, and then they sort of take it from there. And if he doesn't have a lot of, experience and if he's still plugged in the matrix and he's still a tool and all that sort of stuff then he's he's gonna have a hard time with a lot of it right like if you tell him like hey dude you're dating a feminist um what are you doing you know guys that generally do that get wrecked sort of mm -hmm. thing you can have conversations around that and see where it goes but 
his current strategy is to avoid all these topics altogether. All right, we'll have fun with that then. Just, yeah. just, just read him his last rights and and find some new friends to hang out with. You know, you can kiss your cousin goodbye until he ends up going through what he's going to go through because he doesn't want to hear it. No, no, that's not what I said. Uh, we, we met each other uh, about like, I don't know. I think was we haven't seen each other for five years, and this is the first time we've met. Okay, well maybe I misunderstood, but did you just say that he doesn't want to hear about it? No, no. He when his girlfriend wants to talk about these subjects, mm -hmm. he tries to avoid them. He because he he himself doesn't really subscribe to this woke stuff. Well, <laughs> is he planning on marrying this girl? Uh. I don't know yet. They have, haven't said anything yet. But uh, if, I, I, if... look, man, if he knocks her up, then that could be, you know, the prelude to all of it as well, too. But if he doesn't subscribe to it and you mm -hmm. generally have the same view on mm -hmm. life and, you know, men leading, women following, masculine energy, feminine energy, all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, look, somebody just dropped in a chat. I'll put up on the screen. He's just going to delay the inevitable. Like you, like you got to deal with it, mm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if look, the whole concept of frame in a relationship, the the earlier that you start maintaining frame, the better off that you're going to be. These guys that are like five years into their marriage and um, they dated for three years before, eight years together. They're Googling stuff or YouTubing stuff. Why won't my wife bang me? Maybe they find my video or a friend forwards them something like that. And then they learn about frame and they're like, how do I get the frame? Oh, this frame thing seems like, you know, it's a very good thing. Like, how do I get this frame back sort of thing? But I probably had it when I was younger, you know, you know, when we met sort of stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, it's very, very difficult once you've gone through betatization through a thousand concessions for years to all of a sudden say, nope, not having it. She's gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. I run the show. You're my bitch. Like if you're in that kind of relationship, it's very difficult to change that. So if he wants to have a good relationship with a woman and that's the way that he is, he needs to start applying frame early in the relationship. And if a woman can't enter his frame because they want to go on about wokeness or rainbows or whatever the fuck it is that they want to go on about, see ya, replace them. Next. That's how guys need to operate. It's not that complicated. And if guys don't operate in that sense, they're going to run into problems. You froze up. I don't know if you can still hear me. Uh, I, I heard, heard you ever, okay. ever, the, the whole conversation. Okay. Makes sense? And the, yes, yes, it does. And uh, one last thing before, before I go. Um, mm. uh, about uh, three years ago, I became interested in martial arts a bit. And uh, last year, I start, start, started studying a lot of uh, coding and uh, I'm, I want to become a uh, web3 developer mm -hmm. and uh, so uh, and my question is how do I balance these two two things out because initially I, I gave a lot of time uh, you know into uh, training you know it, it was kick, it was boxing and MMA so a combination of both but uh, since, ever ever since wife, I started coding do you have a wife no, and kids? Nothing. Dude, you should have all the time in the world do whatever the hell you want. Mm. You only sleep like eight but, hours a day, so why can't you find the time to do what it is that you want to do? Well, I, I'm because because I, I have I have a feeling that that uh, ever since I started coding, I, I kind of I started neglecting 
the martial arts training. And, okay. Uh, Complicate life, justify why. It. Uh, okay. It's it's not a conversation piece, dude. This is not like high level stuff. This is basic stuff. Find like find the time. You will okay. You will find ways to make things happen, or you will find excuses. There's there's one or two things that always happens. It's just you know, it's just, that's just it. Look, last thing about your cousin. Is he from the Czech Republic or is he? Yes, yes, he is. Why the hell is he dating American chicks, dude? Czech women are beautiful. Uh, he he and they're feminine to, to the U.S. Yeah, dumper. Like, t just tell them to find a check girl. Like, they're beautiful and they're feminine. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you're, you're, you're starting off 2023 not very well with some of these things, my man. I, I, she, if it wasn't for, for those ideologies she's indoctrinated with, she would be a very... I, I, I'd still stick around her, and uh, I think she's happy with her. I, I don't think she, she's a mean girl. She sounds like a real pain in the ass the way you're describing her views on the world. Well, yes, uh, but but uh, I don't think it's necessarily her fault. I think she's just been. Doesn't matter. Doesn't she's matter. Just if, grew up if, in the wrong if, environment. If that's if that's the belief system that somebody operates with, then it doesn't matter how pretty they are. It doesn't matter how good of a person they are. That is how they operate. They are they are always going to default to toxic feminism. And in order to be a feminist today, you have to have an oppressor which means you're going to play the victim card. This is not a, this is a red flag. This is red flag number two on my list. Mm. Get the list, read it, read it again. Mm. Look, you want a easy and fun life when it comes to women, stay away from inviting women into your life. Or if your cousin is red pilled or he, or, or he thinks this way anyway, but he doesn't recognize it, identify red flags and avoid them. You're not going to change these chicks. Is is there a way he, he could, uh, you know, ma change her mind or make her think differently about the world? With boundaries and frame. Stop talking. I don't want to hear about red state, blue state stuff. I like Florida and I like Texas. I like guns and I believe in the Second Amendment. So stop talking about this nonsense. <gasps> I dare you! That's a pretty good indication <laughs> that you're with the wrong person because your values don't align. Okay. Right. Then it's it's just like get lost then, because that's how I feel. Like, why are guys not opening up their mouths and telling mm -hmm. these gals what they think? Why are they shutting their mouths for these bimbos with ridiculous opinions that are covered in red more red flags than a Chinese communist parade? Why aren't mm -hmm. guys able to stand up? Because we've been pussified. We've been told to shut up. We've been told to just agree. We've been told to just go with the flow. Right? Change that. Change that. Change it for yourself and set the standards for yourself. Right? Show him that you're leading by example. Encourage him to do the same. If you want the best for your family, for your blood, then encourage him to do the same. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting there listening to this bullshit at family dinners and Thanksgiving and Easter and all these other events you know, where you get together. And you're not going to like the chick. And she's probably going to ruin his life. And you may not even see the guy again. Because generally speaking, these gals separate guys from their family because they don't want them to associate with values that don't align with their crazy nonsense. Mm. Is what it is. You know I'm speaking the truth, man. I'm not lying to you. Understood. All right, my friend. Take care. You Happy too. See ya. Um. Oh my God, this chat is lively today. Yeah, see, that's why I usually keep it on members only, just because it, it makes it easier for me to sort of keep up with stuff over here. 
Uh, is the course only live or can I rewatch re it wait, later? I work a lot and I get a lot of free time. Thanks. For if you're talking about the courses in the School of Entrepreneurship, which is pinned in the live chat at the top and in the description of this video, it is open for enrollment until January 1st, midnight. Then it is recordings. There's recorded lectures. So if you click that link, it'll take you to the sales page. You can either enroll immediately and just pay for the course, or you can scroll down and see all the lectures and some more information. <clears throat> but the lectures you watch at your, at your leisure, they're all organized. The only time there's scheduled items is when you're joining in for the Zoom calls, which I host personally twice a month, 8 p.m. on a Sunday and 3 p.m. on a Monday the day after. It's on the calendar, which is pinned in the Facebook group. So in addition to the lectures, you're also going to get access to the community in the Facebook group, which will notify you when the Zoom calls are. You can attend the Zoom calls live to ask questions, or you can watch the recording later on after it's uploaded. That's how all that works. I'm not sure if you're talking about a different course, but that's what I'm taking at us because that's pinned in the show. Best MA for beginners to get into uh, BJJ or Judo. Everything else will either get you injured or nothing runs high risk of being an adult daycare. So as far as martial arts go, look, I'll say this. There's a lot that you can do where you're going to minimize injury. So rolling, like murder yoga, as, as Joe Rogan likes to call it, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I know a lot of guys that like that. They really enjoy it. It's a good workout. Um, it's great to learn if you're going to end up on the ground, right? Um, but for me, the way that I look at, um, you know, my dojo anyway, is I want to learn a skill that I can use in the real world. So boxing and Krav Maga is what I've spent the most of my time on. I don't plan on going to the ground. If you can leave a dangerous situation, that's the first thing you should do is get the fuck out of there, run, okay? You don't know if the guy's got a shiv. You don't know if the guy has a gun. You don't know if there's three more guys around the corner that are going to jump you after that. You don't know any of those things. So your best response is get the fuck out of there. You don't have to play the tough guy and fight him. Now, let's say you're in a situation where you're going to fight. You don't want to end up on the ground. If you end up on the ground, it's a situation where, again, he could have a shiv hidden. He could have a knife. There could be three other guys that come around the corner and start kicking you in the head while you're on the fucking ground. It's not a very useful skill in the real world as far as practicality. Krav Maga is good for disarms, knife disarms, gun disarms, stuff like that. So that's why, you know, I've taken striking, boxing, and Krav just, you know, for those reasons. But yeah, if you want to minimize injury, like if you don't want to have an injury, then rolling is probably best. Um, have I been injured in box? Look, I've been punched in the face. Like I've done some sparring um, and hurt my neck maybe by taking, you know, a right hook, even with like head head padding on. You can, you can still get hurt. But look, the world's a dangerous place. You're going to get fucking hurt at some point, right? At least you minimize it. You're, you know, they're wearing gloves. You've got headgear on. You've got a mouth guard on. You're probably going to be just fine. You might have a stiff neck for a few days if you take a hook to the head or something like that. Um, you know, you can get a head brace with a nose guard sort of thing. So they don't break your nose when you're sparring. There's different things that you can do, but yeah, he's absolutely right. I mean, you do you, you do you, that's just the way that I see it. Um, oh, I got, I comment live on, let me grab him because he did a few super chats. So I want to give him a shot. Hey buddy. Reach. What is up? You are the guy, man. I know. Thanks a lot for the advice. What can I do for you tonight? So what's your comments? On your super chats. 
you sent me two or three of them. There's a lot of chat here. It's going to be hard for me to find. Maybe you can just rephrase, you know, your follow-up question for me. Yeah. So uh, poor, poor girls are difficult to afford, I guess. Poor girls are difficult to afford poor, because they're poor. You, you said Czech, Czech yeah. girls. Okay. Yeah. Where are you from? You sound like you're Spanish. Uh, yes. And you live in the UK? In the UK, yes. Okay. So so what's the question with the uh, Eastern European girls then? It's difficult to afford these girls. So <laughs> on the other hand, they are great. They are great uh, opportunities, right? Well, you happen to be speaking to an expert because I spent a good part of my dating life with Eastern European girls. Um, Czech, Slovakian, Croatian, Russian, Hungarian, Ukrainian. Um, yes, they have demands of you as mm. a guy. So if they're poor and they've moved from a country that might be like a lot of Ukrainians now have left Ukraine. The guys are stuck there. They have to fight. They're like, fuck yeah. you. You're staying. You're fighting. Gals, go to safety. And then all of these war brides now are coming to countries. In the I UK. UK, Thousands. all throughout Europe, right? And yeah, right. a lot of them are quite beautiful. They Very don't have beautiful. they don't have the patience for a broke guy. If they came yeah. from a difficult environment and they're going to a better country, they want some somebody that has money. They want somebody that's going to offer them a better life. So the answer to your question is, of course, unplug, be red-pilled, and understand what, what women respond to and don't be taken advantage of, but have resources, right? Women like a competent guy. Women like interesting guys. Women like guys that have money. So and why aren't you a rich years, man? How many? You said two years is a lot, right? That two years for what? Two, two years, and I make 1000 Udemy. Yeah, look, because... if you're if you're only making a thousand dollars after running your business for a couple of years, you're in the wrong business. I'll tell you right now. You're or you're doing something very, very wrong. They the, the quarters were shitty in the beginning because I did that quickly. Maybe I have well, to maybe your maybe your course would sell better if you had an audience to sell it to that already knows, likes, and trusts you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Again, the reason why I've sold so many of my books is because my audience knows, likes, and trusts me. And when I say, hey, my book's on Amazon, they'll go buy it, right? So having an audience when you have something to sell is useful. So just creating something to sell and put it in on their platform to sell it will probably generate some sales. I would imagine you'd probably sell more if you had an audience, right? If you had a, a blog or a YouTube channel or something. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the things it. that I talk about extensively in my course, by the way, in the School yeah. of Entrepreneurship is, is building an audience and commanding it because it's a powerful and useful tool, right? So that's one of the things, that's one of the elements that I've built in there. So guys understand these specific details, which I get into, you know, all the courses. Ty Lopez says 10 years to make money with an entrepreneurship. Uh, uh, no. No, no. no. Uh, look, it might take some people longer, but yeah. look, in my debt business, I, I did, um, I think it was 10 months we, you know, the first billing came in March and the year end, uh, we netted like $320,000, right? And that's in a service-based industry with subscription revenue, right? Um, by that time, we were in a position to start looking for office space and hiring people to start, you know, scaling up the business. Yeah. So look, you can do it the slow way. Sure, there's businesses that might take 10 years to make that kind of money to make a million dollars a year. But if you're telling me that you're running an information product for the last two years and it's only making you a thousand dollars, you're not doing something right. You're missing something there.
And it takes a lot of time of dating, by the way. It takes a lot of time. You don't have time to date, man. Look, dating isn't the best use of your time if you haven't, you know, put your dent in the universe. If you like, you're 39, yeah. I think you said. Yeah. How much money did you make last year? Yeah, around five thousand a month. Okay, so you're so you're making about five thousand a month. Do you have about nineteen hundred bucks saved up? Nineteen hundred uh, USD. Two hundred thousand. No, no. Do you have do you have nineteen hundred dollars? Nineteen hundred dollars. Do you have do you have two thousand dollars? You have two grand. Uh, in my bank account. Yeah. Two hundred thousand. No, two thousand. More than yes. Of course. Buy the course. It'll it'll teach you what you need to know to build a business that's easy, lucrative, and fun. That will create subscription revenue. That will help you build an audience that can let you run it from anywhere in the world. Deal with that first before you start dealing with the hotties from Eastern European Europe that are that are flooding in. Because yeah, they're gonna like if they're broke and they're beautiful, they're gonna want your resources. So you're gonna have to have something to give them. You know, invite them into your life. Age is an issue, though, isn't it? You get older. Aging is an issue. You get older, right? Aging is an issue for everybody, but the good news for guys is that your sexual market value peaks into your mid to late thirties. I mean, I've seen guys even in their early forties look fantastic and do well with women, right? I but at some 39, point you're going to start to go down. But for women, it's like twenty three. If you say if you say forty, my many twenty year olds don't like. I think. What do you say? Twenty, dude. It's easy to get women in their early twenties if you're forty and wealthy and you look good. Yeah. If you but like, like these these twenty two year old hotties, where you see pictures of them on on boats or yachts yeah. or traveling or in the clubs, you know the table service or on private jets. Do you think that they paid for it with their own money? No, it's a rich older guy that's like, yeah. hey, I'm going out with my boys to Vegas this weekend, or hey, we're going to be on the boat on you know the lake this weekend. Bring, yeah. you know, come bring your girlfriends. Like, yeah, if you're me, this is how they're <laughs> connecting, right? Yeah. So if you want these young hot women. You have to be captivating and you have to have something interesting to invite them into. And having money helps with that. Five eight, man. Pardon me? Five eight. Five eight. Yeah. I'm not sure I understand what you mean by five eight. No, not tall. Not tall. Okay. All right, man. I hope that helps you out. Thanks a lot, brother. Happy New Year. Thank you. Um okay, let's go back up to these super chats. Uh, the best MA for beginner. Oh, we hit that one. Fucking thing scrolls too fast for me here to keep up. Where's the other one? There it is. Uh, U.S. Marine Corps vet here. Don't see the join call link. Just link to your website. Had questions for you about business, the matrix from your perspective here. I'll drop the link again. Um, copy. And I'll drop it in the live chat. Ask a Q. I normally have the join link pinned in the top comment, but I've got the School of Entrepreneurship there today because it's open for enrollment. So there you go. The StreamYard link has been dropped again. Um, come on in. Let's do it. Uh, let, let me grab Brandon here and give him a shot. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Brandon, you're muted, buddy. Okay, we'll move you and let's grab uh, Red. Red, Red. What was Red from? That was a sitcom series. Hello? Red. Hi, can you hear me? Yep, what's happening, man? Okay, so uh, hi, Rich, how are you doing? Um, good, good. What do you have for me? In, never spoke to you 
So just wanted to say hi. Thanks. Um, I had a quick question. It's not a very quick question, but a kind of quick question. Okay. Um, so I'm divorced about a year right now, and um, my ex and I share 50-50 custody. Okay. So we're very, very amicable. You know, the kids split back and forth. We have a very back and forth situation, and mm -hmm. we started getting close again. And she with your ex, with my ex, yeah, close, and like she... in a romantic sense or intimate sense. Uh, intimate, yeah, okay. intimate sense. She's Are you guys banging again? by my house? Yeah. Okay. So she's very feminine. The whole reason we got divorced is because what you always talk about, visualization through a thousand sessions, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't really her. It was really, I would say, the matrix more than anything else. Mm -hmm. It was really, I got kind of sucked into COVID and everything, and mm -hmm. kind of lost frame. I mean, I had frame at one point, but I seriously lost it. Mm -hmm. And I want to know what your thoughts are, because you always say don't date a single mother. I have three kids with her. You always say don't date a single mother, but in this kind of situation, it's kind of different. Well, she's not really a single mother. I mean, she's the mother of your kids. She's your ex-wife. It's different. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I mean, your question is, should I, should I get back together with an ex-wife? Like, why did you guys get divorced? Why don't we start with that? So I, I had a very, very hard time with COVID because I lost a brother, mm. a younger brother for COVID. Mm. And I kind of got like upset by it. Let's just say that. So her reason for leaving wasn't entirely her fault. I, I, would, I would put it more on my end than on her end. Okay. So, so what sense. did she contribute to the divorce? So let me be a little more specific. You've taken yeah. ownership for your shit. Awesome. What did she contribute to it? You mean on what part she played in it? Yeah. I'm, I'm misunderstanding. So I'm I was, I'm the leader of the relationship, right? Okay. I led the relationship off a cliff. I, I, that's how I see it. Okay. And then she ended it because she didn't feel, she didn't feel safe. Let's put it that way. Okay. I was very, very upset after my brother died. Let's just, without getting into too wordy of a, of a detail about it, but I was very, very upset. And, I understand why she left. I do. I do understand it, but I got well, past that. I worked. Look, I mean, it. did you do anything outrageous? Like, were you violent? No. Did you physically, no. you know, Never. abuse her or the kids? Because if I lost my younger brother, I would expect my chick to to sort of deal with that and be a shoulder for me to sort of. I don't want to say cry on and be a little bitch, but I would expect a, a certain amount of support. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I actually agreed with that at the beginning, and then I kind of saw her perspective. Because I was not in the healthiest place. I'm not getting into like too much detail about it. Just because did she go and bang you know? anybody else when you guys were going through all this bullshit? No, no. Okay, she, she's very conservative like that. So no. Well, look. I mean, I know a few people that have gotten divorced and then gotten back together with their wife, but they always get divorced again afterwards. I've never seen anybody okay. stick through it again. Um, if you manage to make it work, please call in and let me know how you did it. I'll For sure. certainly, you know. Share what would you story. say was the error that they made? Um, it wasn't for it wasn't for a situation like you know losing a younger sibling, and I don't know what the details are, and you're holding back on some of it, so it's very difficult for me to offer much as far as feedback. But look, at the end of the day, I mean, if you want to invite this woman back into your life, she is a mother of your children. How old are your kids? Uh, ten, seven, and four. They're still young. They need. They need both their parents and it's, you know, it's yeah. difficult for kids. So if you guys can make it work, um, if she's going to enter your frame, if you're going to lead, if you um, know what you're doing now and you've learned from the experience and she doesn't bring red flags to the table, 
then give it a shot and let me know how it works out. I mean, it's yeah. not ideal, but I understand. Look, I mean, you've got three small children. Um, yeah. It's something to contemplate because they matter. Yeah, of course. Thank Told you, you so much. I really appreciate it. Told uh, 36. Yeah. 36. I mean, you could have kids still if you wanted to, but you've got three small ones and it sounds like you've already got an attachment to the whole thing and she didn't really leave for nefarious reasons. I mean, yeah, no, I wasn't saying like she didn't that, go yeah. and bang you know, from accounting or anything like that. The only no, thing I don't like is conservative like that. So it's yeah. The only thing I don't like, bud, is that, you know, when your when your little brother dies, that that should not be a catalyst to the divorce. She should be able to help you through the grieving portion. Um, yeah. So I don't know what happened. You, you're not you know, putting on the table for whatever reason you want. I'll let you figure that out. I think that she felt that I was dangerous. I think that's really what it was. I wasn't, but she got the impression that was the case. I think that's really what it was at the end of the day. That and the fact that I lost Raymond, I wasn't. Why, I was would she think that you're, why would she think that you're dangerous? I was very upset. I was very, very Dangerous upset. how? Like she was worried you were going to shoot people up or something or dangerous? Yeah, that's, I, I, that's, that's from, in retrospect, that's what I found out, but. It wasn't obviously the case. I'm a very controlled person. I can control myself. I'm not, you know, I'm not a dangerous person. I've never been violent with anybody. I've never, I don't get into confrontations, but I think she thought that. And so she like freaked out and then just left. It's a bit of a red flag, my friend. Okay. I mean, if a woman's in your frame and she's totally about you and the kids and the family, she should trust your judgment. Okay. She should know what you know, right? That's just my yeah. take on it. Okay. Thank you so All right, much. So marinate on that for a little bit. Good luck, man. Thank you. Happy New Year. <clears throat> Steve. Oh, hey. Sorry, mm -hmm. I removed the last guy and I hit the button and you popped right up right away. Oh, uh, well, I was, I was just thinking about it. Um, so I only discovered you last week and uh, I'm in a different phase from what most of the people you're talking to are, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, I turned 60 in May. I've been a self-employed uh, consultant uh, for the last 26 years. Um, and for me, as you can see, I'm not in the best of shape, but I've been able to keep things going. I can meet women. I can do all of that shit. Where my problem is right now is trying to figure out what to do next. Um, being 60, having my own company, uh, bringing up two kids. Um, I just broke out of a relationship, uh, Three months ago that we were in for seven years off and on she was close to the same age as me kind of had plans as far as what we were going to do you know the the motion about uh being here six months being somewhere else in the in the south had it I'm, not, I'm not getting the best audio from you steve i don't know if it's your mic or your computer but can i get you to get to the ask here just so we can make sure we what do i do i'm 60 what do i do I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what my next phase of life is. What do you do for a living again? You're a consultant? I'm an IT consultant. You're an IT consultant. You work full-time? Uh, I work whenever I want. Okay. And, <laughs> and your what do I do question comes from where? Like, what do you mean? Like, what do I do with women? Or the next phase of my life. I mean, I, I notice you're 51. You've kind of done all of this other stuff. I'm 60. I don't know what, what I do next. Do I retire? Do I keep working? Do I... I don't know. I Look, man... <laughs> I get guys all the time from all age groups say, you know, what do I do, Rich? Like, just offer me guidance. Like, I'm some kind of like Sherpa guru that's going to give you all the answers. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. you know, you deal with a lot of different people. I would, yeah. So, 
so what I'll tell you is what I would do at 61 if I was in your position. One, I would lose the weight, right? Like your health is at risk, big time. Lose the weight would be the first priority, hands down. Second thing is, for me personally, I would never retire. I don't see any benefit in it. Everybody I know that retires either decays or dies very quickly. And, you know, um, it's fun to do shit. I mean, if you've got your health and you like to do stuff, where do you live? I live in Calgary. I wouldn't be living in Canada at fucking 61, I'll tell you that. Well, uh, that's, I'll that's, be that's, down in the Caribbean in the wintertime on a fucking sailboat. That's the, that's the dream. That's okay, the dream. So, so why aren't you doing it? I feel it? like I have these responsibilities that I need to be here for my kids. I need to be here How for my parents. How old are your kids? Uh, one's 18, one's 24. They're not kids anymore. I, I mean, the 18-year-old needs you more than the 24-year-old, right? But they're not children. Correct, which is part of this, right? It's all of a sudden I have this newfound freedom, and it's like, okay, what do I do with it now? And, I've, I, and I'm not asking you to tell me what, it, what to do. Chase excellence, make bank, you know, chase your dreams. Like, we're all going to die. We're all going to be six feet under at some point. Maybe there's a bonus round, maybe there isn't. Let's just set that aside, right? But I would get on with the business of improving your health, losing the weight. If you don't like the winters like I do living in Canada, start at least spending your winters out, outside of Canada. I mean, like your 18-year-old will be fine for a few months if you fuck off for 90 days, right? Um, you know, if that's the kind of thing you like, then go do it. If you don't have the financial resources, then go get the financial resources. Forget about women. Who cares? I, I mean, do your thing. Prioritize what matters to you, what matters to your kids, and what's going to develop that connection for you and serve you and if women show up or if there's a woman that wants to enter your frame and be part of your life and let them right but prioritize the things that are going to improve your lifestyle first that's what i would be doing my, my man you answered exactly what i need you to answer Thank all you. right happy new year my friend take care all right um i'm gonna just pull some of you guys out because i got people waiting to come in so i'm just gonna kick from back studio um and I only have time for, I got to leave soon, actually. I got time for one more. So I'm going to grab Chris because he was a Marine Corps. Is he back here? Chris, there he is. All right. So this is the dude over here that put up the Yo. super chat. Um, oh, he had questions not, about not. business and the matrix. I'm not that guy. No, that's not me. Oh, that's not you. Hang on. Wrong, Chris. Let me grab this, Chris. Is that you? Yes, sir. There you go. So this is you, the U.S. vet. Okay. What's your question? What's going on, Rich? Uh, am I, is my audio coming in pretty good? You're loud and clear, yeah. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, um, I've been consuming your content for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. um, started around the time your book came out is when I got into your YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, made a pretty big difference in my life and people around me as well. Mm -hmm. um, so just as you hear it all the time, I want to say thank you for that. Okay. Uh, but so uh, brass tacks, pretty much. I found myself in a situation uh, where I'm pretty much social media managing for a page right now. Um, it, do I have, is that cool if I plug the page on the, the, the call here? Cool. That's perfect. Great. Um, so it's my stepdad 55 on Instagram and pretty much the focus of the content is there's a big market for this too, uh, content focused towards the guys that are growing up without a father essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and me and then one of my other friends, we kind of, uh, edit the videos we come up with content ideas uh i got in touch with the the, the guy who runs who had the page just i hit him a, uh, sent him a dm one time like hey mm -hmm. do you need help with like editing videos or content stuff and it's been like 
a month and a half now uh, pro bono, pretty much helping him grow his page. Mm-hmm. I think right now we're sitting at almost 340,000 followers, mm-hmm. uh, but we haven't got into monetization. Mm-hmm. And so my question was lately, uh, I'm sure you've heard of like being shadow banned on social media before mm-hmm. uh, managing the data. I'm starting to notice that if we're not shadow banned completely, we're starting to kind of have that roadblock. Um, and that's something I want to ask about is how to maybe deal with that. With Are your, you just uh, uploading the videos to Instagram or are you putting it elsewhere? Uh, so we, he has it on uh, Instagram and YouTube as well. And there are videos that are how long exactly? Uh, so it kind of depends. Usually we put the longer ones on YouTube and then uh-huh. most of the things on Instagram are shorts anywhere between two minutes or less on the page. And okay. then the Instagram shorts are just a couple seconds long. You should be posting to Facebook, to TikTok, to Twitter. You should post everywhere. Okay. So whatever the page is, like if it's entrepreneurs and cars, you should try to get the same thing, like branded across, or mm-hmm. if it's the unplugged alpha, you know, the same thing that you want to brand it under. So brand it everywhere, repurpose the content everywhere. And then as far as monetization, you'll get ad revenue off YouTube if you're getting like viral views, which is hard to do, right? Yeah. It could take quite a while, maybe even well over <laughs> a year before you even get viral views. And even then, um, you're really not going to start making, like you can't make a living off of YouTube ad revenue unless you're doing probably three to five million views a month. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Most people doing YouTube don't make most of their money off ad revenue. Ad revenue is a very small percentage of where they make their money. They make their money off programs, courses, communities. Like that's where most of the money is actually made okay. when it comes to platforms like building an audience, influencing YouTube, stuff like that. So those would be the main tips. I mean, if you want to get into the meat and potatoes and you've got you know the two grand, then I would get into the School of Entrepreneurship. The enrollment period closes tomorrow. Okay. I already mentioned it. The link's pinned in the live chat and below, but that's, that's where you get the details, but that's the best I can give you on okay. the time that we have. Perfect. Awesome, Rich. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. Um, I'm going to quickly wrap up because I got to hop on another Zoom call in like three minutes at 2.45. Let me just make sure there's no uh, supers I missed here. Uh, Robert Mills, I'm 52, make a six-figure salary in tech, divorced, daughter 16, looking to leave tech and retire. How can your horse course help me achieve freedom in two years or less? Is this another sell crap on Amazon course? Fuck no. Um, I am not a fan of any of those uh, bullshit ways to make money. Amazon FBA, moving physical products, exchanging time for money, eating what you kill. <clears throat> There's lots of ways out there that, that you know, you'll be pitching like the sell crap on Amazon one, you know, seems to be the most popular one. Absolutely not. No, my course deals with a entrepreneur's mindset that the absolute best entrepreneurs use when setting up and running or pivoting an existing business into something that is easy, lucrative, and fun. Highly profitable, recurring revenue, not a physical product, usually service-based or information-based. You can run it from any, anywhere in the world. It's anti-fragile. Um, if you set up your business right, it's it's going to really serve you. The problem is, is most guys don't. Most, most business... Like nine times out of 10, you're going to fail within three years. And even if you are the one out of 10 that do make it, about 98% of the ones that do make it beyond three years never crack a million dollars a year in sales. So that's how most most of the things go you know, for guys. 
So the same way that I've red pilled you and unplugged you on relationships and women and what they actually respond to, I'm giving you the same cheat codes when it comes to entrepreneurship. Look, it's my wheelhouse. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. It's what I love. It's the title of my main channel. It's why I started up the main channel. Uh, I, I know this better than the getting the girls stuff, even though this is what most people seem to still watch for is they always ask about girls and relationships and what to do with problems that they have in their personal relationships. So yes, to answer your question, get the course. I guarantee that you'll get value out of it for sure. Um, it's there. It's pinned in the live chat and in the description. Thanks for asking, Robert. Appreciate the super chat too. Um, do, do, do. do we need to already have a business or business idea to join the course? No, you don't. Um, in fact, most of the people that join probably just have this notion or this feeling that it's something they want to get into. They don't know where to begin or what the correct mindset is or what resources to start with. So um, you'll find a, a large you know, contingent of the community is actually there cooking up ideas. A lot of the times when they show up you know, on the Zoom calls, one of the questions that I'll get will be, hey, uh, I cooked up this business model. Here's all the details. What do you think of it? Does this, you know, does does this align with an elf sort of business model, or is it going to be hard, annoying, unprofitable, frustrating, all that stuff? Uh, so no, you don't have to have a business. In fact, most of the guys are, are more or less cooking up ideas. Um, and it's something that you'll have. Like, look, man, um, the lectures will be there in ten months' time if you want to read them again then or, or watch them again then. If you want to take a break for a few months and focus on your corporate gig or a project you're working on and you can't do a, a zoom call or you're not starting up a business, take a break, hop back in, in eight months time, you know, I'll be there. Um, but this is where we're at today. You know, people, people always ask these questions. I get it. Makes sense. Okay. Got to wrap up, got to bounce. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed the year on our wrap up. There's a ton of guys right now in the waiting area. Uh, I won't be able to get to you, sorry, but Monday night I'm live on the Unplugged Alpha podcast channel. Uh, 8 p.m. is when I kick off. I usually have about a good 45 minutes for call-ins and stuff like that. So I'll be doing a show Monday night at 8 p.m. in a couple of days. Hopefully you guys will circle back then. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing New Year's Eve. And uh, make the next lap around the sun one that matters. If 2022 was unproductive and you didn't do much with it, quit fucking around and make 2023 your year. year.